All right, welcome everybody to episode 77, legit 77, of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Um, we're going to have a little special pre-3 kind of show today. So we're recording this on Saturday, so some of this has already happened and some of it's to come. So we're going to do a little recap of what we've seen on Saturday, and we're going to talk a little about what we'd like to see on the weekend. So by the time you hear this, you'll know what we, how sad we are or how happy we are. <laughs> um, and then, you know, next time we'll have more to talk about when we've actually seen everything. But it just, we do the, we do these recordings every two weeks on Saturdays. It's just the way it fell. And, and so again, here's our little pre three special. But before we get to all that, just like usual, we're going to kind of chit chat and see how everybody's doing. So I'm going to start off. Kelsey, how are you? What's up? Doing good. Um, we're starting to remove some lockdown restrictions, so slowly getting back to normal up here. Uh, COVID cases are way down. Fantastic. So it's looking good. As long as we keep our vaccination rates, uh, to these certain thresholds that they want, we should be back to normal by September from the sounds of it. Awesome. Well, I'm really glad to hear that. Um, our rates have been They've plateaued a little bit, but they're plateaued at a low point, so that's good news. I'm glad to hear that you guys are finally getting your vaccines vaccines up and running. Yes. Yeah, I got my second dose in five days from this recording, and I am very eager to get that done, and then the rest of my family will be shortly behind me. Awesome. Now, are they doing 12 and up where you're at? Yep. Yep. We got my son done uh, about a week and a half ago, and he just turned 13. Awesome. Yeah, uh, my middle daughter will be 12 next month, so we're going to... We're going to get it done then. Cool. What else is going on? Oh, playing lots of Nintendo again. Um, I think wonderful. Yeah. Last time I mentioned I was working on F-117A Stealth Fighter. So finish that one. Um, And I got really confused because you're supposed to get these medals that you earn for getting certain points or doing special objectives on missions. And then once you have all 10 of these medals, it opens up the last three missions you need to beat the game. And I got all 10 medals, and these three missions didn't open up. And I Uh-oh. couldn't figure out why. I'm watching YouTube videos because there's at least two people I was able to find videos of that had beaten this. And that when they unlocked the, the 10th medal, boom, it just gave you the mission, which didn't happen to me. And then there's a third guy I follow on Twitter who I know has beaten it already. So I same thing. I reached out to him. I'm like, do you have any ideas why this isn't triggering? He's like, I got nothing. I don't know. So I just played the last mission again and then it just unlocked so weird uh, well if, if you do things in order like you're supposed to i think most people will just get the last medal on the last mission but i, I did that one out of order uh, so i didn't do them at the same time so i had to redo that level which was fine because at that point i've gotten decent enough at the game it wasn't a big deal so i finished that one uh, i played mylon secret castle finished okay that now one. i want to hear about this one because i oh. as a we used to rent this one like crazy back in the day and could never get anywhere in this game. So tell me a little bit more about Mylon's Secret Castle. So the reason you couldn't get anywhere is because you have to hit every single block to find the secret ones that unlock oh, things and give okay, you the items. Okay. Uh, and there's also a little bit of grinding for money if you don't find the secret. I- secret. There's like these music stages where you can earn better money. But like the other stuff, you have to jump on every block to unlock those ones. 
So there's just it's just really annoying design nowadays. Like the whole game, if you knew what you were doing, I'm, I haven't looked it up, but I'm sure speed run of that game was like ten to fifteen minutes. But it's one of those games that would have taken you dozens and dozens of hours to like f- map everything out and figure out where. Once you've got the items, you get out of the level, and then you're on like an overworld of the castle, and you've got to figure out which part to go into next, uh, unlock yeah. the next items. Yeah. So thankfully there's not a lot to it once you like figure out where that stuff is but yeah there's a lot of just you're constantly shooting everywhere even when there's no bad guys on screen because you just want to accidentally hit a block that's going to turn into an item you need or open up a secret door that opens the shop that you need to buy the item yeah we just i mean we played that thing like crazy i think we've like made it to the first boss and that was like as far as we could ever get because we just couldn't we'd get stuck we had no clue where to go so the first boss too like you need to figure that out quick because he gives you this crystal you need you need seven crystals to fight the last boss and win the game but once you have the first crystal you get infinite continues so if you die before you beat the first boss you start at the start if you die after you beat the first boss you can just continue on with all the stuff you've gathered yeah i don't i don't know if i'll ever go back and try to beat milan secret castle but i i just remember like there was a because that was hudson game right wasn't that hudson um i think so I remember, like, in one of the magazines or something, they had a thing, like, you could send away for, like, a tip guide on Milan Secret yeah. Castle. That's one where a tip book would have been, like, almost essential back in the day. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, we never got anywhere. Yeah, it's not one of those ones I'd, I'd recommend, like, hey, go back. It, it gets better. Like, it's really, like, you've experienced it in its fullness. <laughs> it's just more <laughs> of the same. <laughs> just a little meaner. There was one boss that took me, like... I don't know, a dozen tries because he was just so just drain your life like nothing and there's no real safe spot to get out of the way of that one yet uh, yeah big... and hey and you're just shooting bubbles i mean like what a ridiculous attack yeah and you have to collect these umbrellas that like float upward off the screen uh, that will extend your bubbles and make you shoot faster so they're hard to get because there's usually like uh like a roof over top of you like you don't have like big open areas too often so as soon as the parasol flies up above the roof you can't jump and get it anymore and it's just gone so you have to like pay attention to where you're killing your enemies as low as low as you can because if Jeez. they accidentally spawn something then you gotta grab it really quick yeah i'll have to go watch that video when you post it yeah i'm ugh, my internet connection's bad so my uploads have been slow but be another week or two probably before that one gets up yeah. i'll watch for it yeah I beat Battle of Olympus uh, last Saturday, which was a little better. Kind of that Zelda 2 style of gameplay. Um, Really good soundtrack. Really cool music. Cool theme. Like, you got to go find all, like, you know, Zeus, Athena, Hades, uh, Mars, like, Ares. There's a whole bunch of them. Uh, I remember playing it, like, renting it, but obviously nobody owning it, so I could never play very far in, in it. So, I mean, it always seemed intriguing. Yeah, it's good, like, password saves, so you just go, like, when you talk to a god for the first time, they usually give you an item, and then if you talk to them anytime after you've got that item that they give you, they'll give you a code to, like, type in, and then you'll just start there with all your stuff again. You know that there was, like, a, a sequel, a Famicom sequel to that one, I think, because it's, like, Glory of Heracles or something over there, and there was, like, a, a DS, or I think it was a I, DS game of that. I know of the DS one. I didn't know it was related to this, though. Yeah, I think uh, Glory of Heracles is what these are called over in Japan. Oh, cool. I'm slightly more intrigued in the DS one now. Uh, yeah, my, I have two complaints with this game. 
Uh, one of them is there's just way too much grinding for olives, which is like the currency you need to like buy some of these items from the gods. So like you like one in five to six uh, bad guys you kill will drop one. And a lot of the stuff you need to buy is like 70, 80 or 90 of these olives. <laughs> So you're just like grinding on the same screen like for an hour. I'm pretty sure half of my gameplay when that video goes up is just grinding for olives. <laughs> uh, and then it does like the meanest thing I've ever seen in a game where there's these nymphs you run into at certain points in the game and they're always really helpful. They're like, hey, here's a piece of uh, this heart that you need to like get to Hades and save your girlfriend. Or like here, I'm going to refill your health or give you a really helpful hint or something like that. But then I'm going through the last dungeon, which is a little maze-like. It's not not crazy, but there's just some... You can get lost and backtrack and, and that kind of stuff. So I finally get to the end, and there's one more door before the last boss of the whole game. And you go into this door, and there's a nymph there. So I'm like, sweet, getting all my life back right before the last fight. This is going to be great. Talk to her, and she's like, oh, no, why'd you come in this door? This door takes you back to the start of the dungeon. <laughs> I'm like no way and so i leave and yep boom back at the start of the dungeon gotta do the whole dungeon again it's that's mean yeah that's just a mean thing to do wow okay that's how you got longevity out of games back then i guess yeah <laughs> um i played clue clue land after that which i had quite a bit of fun with after i wrapped my head around how to move that little crab thing that's weird like they have to hook the things and swing it's yeah. really kind of weird yeah, it's very unusual controls. And even like when I finished it, uh, I don't feel like I had a really good grasp on it. Um, I probably wouldn't need to spend another few days with it to, to get more comfortable with it. But you only have to get to stage 20 and then it starts looping all the stages again. So you don't have, it's not a super hard game because the length is short, but it does get pretty challenging towards the end. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, I've been complaining to you guys in our Discord that I've been playing loops the last week or two. <laughs> <laughs> it's mean. Like, we, we just, in the Discord, we just get these wonderful, like, loops! <laughs> <laughs> I kind of missed the beginning of that, so I, was, I don't know where we ended up in loops, but, like, uh, <laughs> what, there's, there's a lot of angry loop talking in that channel. <laughs> You guys really should join on Patreon so you can be a part of uh, Loops <laughs> Talk. Uh, so I don't know if you've played Loops before. I hadn't before this. You... It's basically... Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Pipe Dream. Never mind. So I was going to compare it to Pipe Dream. So you have, like, pipes. I don't know why they call it Loops because it's, it's literally pipes. And you have to connect them in a circle. Okay, uh, so it is kind of like Pipe. I kinda, yeah. I thought I would remember but like where Pipe Dream has like a starting point and an ending point, mm -hmm. you don't have that in loops. You you put the pieces down wherever you want and you just connect them. And then once they're connected, they disappear. You get your points, start another loop. The bigger, more complicated loops you make, the uh, more points you get. So the first two modes are just like do your best. There's no preset developer high scores. So it's like super easy. Like you can be the worst player. You put one piece down, boom, you've beaten mode A. You put one piece down, <laughs> boom, you've beaten mode B. No problem. Mode C, though, is like uh, like a memory game where you start and it's already got the loop in place and then it takes out like half of it and then it randomly gives you the pieces <laughs> to put back in and complete it. 
and so at first it's it's very doable like it, it's a symmetrical shape on both sides and you it's not too big or complicated so take some away you put them back in great every five stages you get a password so you only have to beat them in groups of five at a time and then you get a, a breather so the, my first sit down i got to like stage 30 uh, out of 50 and i'm like okay this is gonna be no problem <laughs> and then from like 30 to 50 they're so mean they there's these big complicated puzzles that almost are never symmetrical anymore so you have to learn two different sides uh they're they give you a very literal two second time to put every piece down so when you've got it even if you know where it goes sometimes it's really hard to get it there in two seconds because you've got like a, an eight by 24 grid <laughs> so I had to learn that after any time I place a piece, it's like move the cursor back to the center of the stage because you don't know where <laughs> it's going to place it. Because if you just put a piece on the right side of the stage and your next one's on the left, you can't get there and place it and spin it in two seconds. So I had to reset it. Uh, and then it was basically just playing the stages over and over and over until I kind of figured out like, okay, this is an L block. It's always going to go in one of these four spots. This is a straight line. It's always going to go in one of these spots. And, and so there's a lot of just literally memorizing these until I was good enough to get through five at a time. And we were just having a good time razzing Kelsey about being stuck in a loop playing loops. <laughs> I'm glad that one's done. It And like, it's a good idea. It, if they just took out that timer, I think the whole game would have been fun. <laughs> that timer made it so frustrating. Um, just today, I started Snake's Revenge, um, which I'm enjoying a bit more than Metal Gear because it's more straightforward, not as maze-like. You kind of have little missions that it kind of separates into, whereas the first one was like, you know, multiple floors. You had to get the key card and then go back to this floor and do that key card. And this building, you need the key card you got in the other building. And yeah, I'm just getting a little confusing. This one, it's like, you're on a boat. Blow up the boat. Blow <laughs> on a boat! You're on a train. Blow up the train. Like, mm. it's, it's a lot nicer that way. But uh, the stealth stuff's pretty hard. They're, they're, and the bosses are really mean in it, too. Because like this is the non-Kojima Metal Gear, right? Yeah. Yeah, the combat's kind of bad. Uh, which, you know, that's the point not to get into combat very often, though. Mm -hmm. uh, the My biggest complaint with the first one, I was hoping they fixed with this one, they didn't. It's when you have a key card, you always have to, like, go into your inventory and equip it to go in a specific door. And then as soon as you're out of that door, you got to, like, go into your inventory and re-equip a new card to go in the very next door that's, like, two steps away from it. <laughs> and it's just constantly in and out of your inventory, and they did not fix that with Snake's Revenge. You still have to do that all the time, and it's just awful. Snake! That's, yeah. that's, that's just a limitation of the Fox engine, I guess. Apparently. <laughs> Fox die! So, uh, yeah, I'm probably about halfway through that, I think, now. Um, we got my daughter Mario 3D World for her birthday a couple weeks ago, so yeah. I'm playing that with her a little bit, having some fun. Um, we've been playing the main game. We haven't done too much of the Bowser's Fury thing. Um, we did mess around with it a little bit. She really likes just being able to explore at her own pace in that one. Mm -hmm. uh, her, she had a little friend come over who he like he brags how good he is at this game. He's five year old. He's like, he's like, I'm so good at Mario 3D World. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, like babysitting you today. Let's let's go downstairs, and the three of us will play some Mario 3D World. And they're so excited. We go down, and man, like these two kids, like always, 
get along. Never, ever had an issue with them being mad at each other. I had to turn the game off in 10 minutes in because they were both so mad. Like, you're stealing all my power-ups. You got to the flagpole and I didn't have time to get there. And they're just just working each other up. So we shut that down and they had really, a lot of fun doing other things the rest of the day. But it was really funny to watch. Um, that's, finally... that's, that's the one that's the one game my boys uh, like mention still they're like oh dad like I'll leave be leaving for work or something have a good day at work daddy oh can you get a Super Mario World and Bowser's Fury <laughs> like well we'll see you know but like they they always talk about it they never played uh, uh, Mario World so okay. it's like they they just know they love Mario and it's a Mario game they haven't played and they see plus yeah, Bowser's Fury fun. and they just think uh, you know just more more stuff more mario stuff to play so uh it, it's on our it's on the short list for us well when i play with my daughter it's really fun because you know i can make sure everybody gets a power up and i can mm-hmm. save power ups if i'm doing well and then if she loses hers i can throw one out at her and like help her mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. and so with her friend like he's used to playing by himself so it's like take everything <laughs> and run as fast yep. as you can and yeah so i think she's just used to having me help her and she wasn't mm-hmm. used to fending for herself in a game like that. Mm. Um, I finally beat Shin Megami Tensei Soul Hackers, which I've been working on for a couple months now. Uh, brutal final boss. Just He's got two forms, and it took me like probably a week just to figure out how to get through that guy, um, like tweaking characters and different builds and, and fusing some new personas to try out. Finally got that one down, um, and it was good. It's not my favorite Shin Megami game. It definitely shows its age because it's like a port. Of, it's a remake of the Saturn game that came out in the mid '90s. But uh, I think if you like Nocturne, you'd probably like Soul Hackers. They, they got a lot in common, other than one being first person and one being third person. But uh, yeah, cool atmosphere, kind of cool characters and themes to it. Uh, but the combat and the recruiting kind of not great. So since I've done that, I popped in Persona Q2, uh, which I'm very much enjoying. Like just uh, yesterday, I got to the part because you start with all the Persona 5 cast, um, and I got to the part where you meet like majority of the Persona 4 cast and just big grin. Like they're all <laughs> doing goofy things together. Like. I'm so excited to meet some of the Persona 3 cast in a little bit here. I've met the main protagonist already, so I'm assuming the rest of them aren't far behind. Um, and then all the uh, people from the Velvet Room have been showing up, uh, and a couple, or the one unique character that was in uh, the first Persona Q showed up in this one as two just now. So it's going to have like this huge party that I don't know how I'm going to narrow it down to five to have like my my party to go into the dungeons because I like a lot more than five of these characters. <laughs> so when it was just the persona five cast, it was, it was really easy. Cause I don't, I love that game, but I only like like two of the characters Four, I like like five of those characters. So it was harder. And I kept one persona five character in the cast and I went with four P four characters. So once they had the three characters in there too, which there's another like three or four, I like in there, it's going to be really hard to kind of pick and choose which ones I want to take in and out of the dungeons with me. Well, you always have to take Rex. I mean, you know, Liara, eh, but Rex, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All these numbers, I thought you were talking about a Picross puzzle for a second. It's pretty well. (laughs) Um, And the only other thing I want to throw out was the last couple Sundays, I've been going over to Buddy's house, and we've been watching a friend play through Resident Evil Village. 
and just uh, chatting with him while he's in the room playing. And it has been a lot of fun. I I really like the old Resident Evils. I'm not a fan of the first person Switch for 7 and 8. But watching someone else play it, so I don't have to play a first person game, I'm, I'm really into uh, just like helping him. Because like, he's... He's asking for help with like inventory management and uh, puzzle solving and navigating and stuff like that, which you know I'm I'm happy to help with and and we have a lot of fun with it. But man, like I'm not a big horror movie guy. But if you don't like seeing hands get severed and mutilated, this (laughs) is not a not a good game to play because that main character's hands like just go through a lot. Does he have like miraculous healing abilities or what? Yeah, I like I didn't play seven, so I think I'm missing something. But yeah, he, his hands do things hands shouldn't do. I was gonna say like, does he just have from... nubs by the end of the game? Well, right, like within the first few minutes, you have one hand lose two fingers. So you've got a three fingered hand for the rest of the game, but a lot of other gross bad stuff happens to them shortly after too that he's able to recover from. So I definitely don't know the whole story behind his healing powers but uh he's not a normal human okay uh that's that's been my last couple weeks sorry to go on there a little longer than i meant to you've been no you've been busy let's see you've got a lot accomplished so very good well what about you billy you've been busy uh, yeah, so just to piggyback off of uh, Kelsey's Resident Evil uh, talk right there, um, I had recently asked you guys uh, in the uh, in the Discord for some Resident Evil recommendations. Um, I was thinking about getting a game for my brother-in-law, um, and I remember him telling me that he loved Resident Evil 4 and like hasn't played anything since then. So that's why I asked like, hey, like what's a good one, you know, to jump back into like after four. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's funny cause Chris, you said that, uh, you hadn't played one since five. That's correct. Cause six was terrible put, and everybody told me you... six was terrible. And then seven <laughs> and eight are like radically different. So, right. So, and that's why, so I, I think what I'm leaning towards is to remake because I don't think you can yeah. go wrong if he likes that, uh, you know, like the old it, formula. Is he, uh, a fan of horror movies too? Absolutely. Yeah, so he, 100%. I, he he might actually like seven a lot then, because they okay. make it very cinematic and very like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil Two Remake is amazing. Like, I think that's also a great one. I think cool. if that one, he'd feel more comfortable coming off of four into, because uh, mm-hmm. like you said, seven and eight kind of radically different in gameplay. Right. Cool. Yeah, so that was just a quick uh, uh, piggyback off that. So for me, um, uh, I got my second dose uh, earlier this week, uh, just on Monday, actually. And I was a little nervous about it. I didn't have any side effects after the first one. Um, but, uh, I, I had heard, you know, some people like had more of a, you know, some reaction to the second one, you know, even if it's like fever or just whatever. Um, because I had a business trip the next day, kind of a last minute thing that we had to go up to this site in New York, which is like four hours away. Um, so, uh, wouldn't have been the end of the world if I drove up there and didn't feel well and just, you know, was sick in a hotel room for a day. But, uh, thankfully no, you know, side effects or anything. Um, really just like some soreness at the injection site. Um, and if Arnie's taught us anything, you can power through that. Uh, so, uh, I just couldn't sleep on that side, you know, for like a day or two. So, um, but yeah, feel great. Um, we're, we're starting to get back to, um, I don't want to say like back to normal cause like, you know, everything's still kind of funky, but like we're, it's like a return to like the way we used to do things where, you know, a lot of the businesses around us, uh, for a long time have said, 
you know, like, you know, mask required for entry type deal. And now almost everywhere I go says, if you are vaccinated, face coverings are optional, um, which is just a refreshing thing to see. So like now when we go out, we, it's kind of 50, 50, like, uh, and no one's really, you know, asking for proof of vaccination. It is kind of like the honor system. Um, but like a lot of people are still wearing masks. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, hopefully everything is, is working out. Like it's, like we said a little bit off air, it's a little bit, you know, the first time you go someplace, you know, kind of exposed like that after so long, you, you it kind of feels weird and like it, it actually comes back pretty quick. So it was nice not to have, have to wear a mask at a couple of places that we went. So, uh, excited about that. Uh, gaming wise, um, not so much destiny, uh, uh this past couple of weeks since we last recorded. Um, I did pick up, uh, an Xbox One Series S. Mm-hmm. And the reason I picked this up... Isn't it just a Series S? There's no one anymore, right? Correct, yes. Xbox Series. Um, which I also learned <laughs> very recently. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, it's the, the naming is awful. And, uh, uh, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, it, it was the one... Was no, the one no, S no. and the one X. Yeah. And, like, now it's the Xbox Series. And you either got the S or the X. And... Presumably there'll be other, you know, letters or monikers, uh, you know, added at a later date if they make newer models. Series um, X Pro. Yeah, X- XP. Ooh, Microsoft <laughs> could return to XP. I'd like that. Or the or the or the, or the Series Windows 10 uh, Server Edition. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I gra- and the reason I got it. Um, so we have one Xbox in the house. Um, it's my uh, my Xbox One One X. And, um, it's not a bad, it's not a bad system. Is it 11X? No, it's X, X <laughs> box one X, right? Did I say it right? You said that time. <laughs> okay. Did I not say it right before? You had too many ones. <laughs> oh, sorry. An X, X one, X box one X. That's the one understand. that we have. So, um, so it's the only Xbox we have. And so sometimes, you know, the kids will play really nicely together where they're just playing Minecraft on the same system. And other times, you know, one's playing something and then the other like wants to play something else. And, you know, then there's me and then there's, you know, so for a while we've wanted a second Xbox and we just kind of figured we'd get the series X when it became available. Right. So, um, I got kind of tired of waiting and like, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to be like poaching, you know, PlayStation five sites anymore for a next uh, gen console. So I started trying to figure out like, you know, would, because the, the the series S is available, so I was like, let me see if it's a good purchase. So I started looking at some videos, and I watched this video that just showed because uh, Chris is always talking about the loading times um, mm. on, uh, on 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 the next gen. So um, I watched this video, and they just did every individual thing, which is awesome. So they did just system boot up. They did you know loading a game from nothing. Uh, uh, doing a fast travel within that game and just seeing that my Xbox One X that retailed for 500, like really not like all that long ago, um, being destroyed by the, uh, the Series S, like the boot time of my One X, it's something like 77 or 87 seconds. It's, it's like almost a minute and a half. And the boot time of the Series S is like 15 seconds. And same thing, like, just, like, loading into a game, like, that initial load into a game, it it goes from, like, you know, like, 48 or, like, 54 seconds, depending on the game, 
uh, to like, you know, like eight or ten seconds. Uh, GTA 5 they did, and they said they wouldn't even, like, they couldn't even, like, test it because it was, like, under a second. They said, like, okay, load the game up, and, like, it just happened. So, um, and then the other piece of it is, you guys know that being a bit of a PC guy, I'm always after frames, and I like having the option to just jump onto Destiny on the console, just do, like, you know, some quick strikes, or, like, you know, do some bounty work or something like that. And the biggest thing that I, I don't like about playing on console is that it's locked at 30 frames. So the enhanced version, or like, what do they say? They say optimized for the series. So the optimized for series, like the smart delivery version, if you have that console, uh, does 60 frames on the S and uh, 120 frames on the X. So I was like, well, if I'm going to get massively improved load times and double the frame rate on the main game that I play on it, plus if it's going to get us another Xbox, plus if we'll get, you know, the newest version of the Xbox controller, which has, like, you know, the updated grippies and the share button and, you know, whatever other uh, doodads hopefully are upgraded in there, I was like, whatever, sold, I'm doing it. So I called my wife up, and I was like, hey, guess what I did? (laughs) (laughs) And she laughed. And uh, I'm telling you, I've seen footage, I've seen pictures nothing prepares you for how small this thing is when you flip the box open it's it's almost like when you when you open up the ps2 slim for the first time and you're like it's like a couple of dvd cases like it's that small <laughs> the the xbox series s is so small it's like it's like you take like an eight and a half eleven piece of paper and like fold it like maybe two-thirds over like that's the foot it's so small and you really don't don't you know uh, realize until you hold it so we got it hooked up. We threw it on, you know, the upstairs TV. I made it the home Xbox so that my kids can play everything that I download on Game Pass on that machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so far, so good. Um, everything's going uh, going great on that. The only downside that I see so far is the storage is very, very small. Um, especially the storage that you want to have um, that like fast loading time with. It just comes with the 512. So we'll just deal with it for now. We'll just, you know, install like. Uh, what we're going to play and then um we still can use external drives but just not for like the stuff that's optimized so any number of you know game pass things or back compatible things we'll just throw on an, another drive so we'll have some more thoughts on that um probably next time we record since it's only about like i don't know a day old uh you know it's been <laughs> in the house for for 24 hours um but uh, but yeah so that's the Xbox One S and then game wise uh finished up actually Verge Sorry, Series <laughs> S. It's almost like I'm doing it on purpose. Like, it's it's going to be a long year. <laughs> it's it's so ingrained. And, and my father-in-law, every time like we end up talking about games, I'll say that, and he'll stop me, and he's like, oh, you mean series. And I'm like, what did I say? You know, it's uh, It'll be until the next generation happens, and they just use like a, a more uh, friendly, uh, naming structure. Yeah, I'm not picking on you. It's just the, the bad naming. <laughs> yeah. It's just the bad naming structure. Yeah. It's awful. And it's especially bad for me because I speak quickly and I don't always think as fast as I speak. So I'm probably the most corrected, uh, uh, member of the show. No, we, we love you, Bill. I'm, it's not just, <laughs> it's not just you. I'm just pointing it out because it's kind of endemic to their whole naming yeah. scheme. So, so fast forward to the next uh, show. Well, we have some corrections <laughs> from, la- <laughs> from last all time. All about Xbox names. <laughs> yeah, Bill misspoke uh, about the name of a console thirteen times. So, uh, so yeah, Xbox Series S is in my house, and it's it's cool so far. 
Um, so gaming wise, um, I finished Axiom Verge um, for the uh, uh, for the playcast, so that's awesome. Can't wait to uh, uh, to chat about that um, uh, with the playcast guys. And uh, Mass Effect, I finally you know sectioned off like a good amount of time to uh, uh, to get back into Mass Effect. I had like you know the business trip and some other stuff that was getting my attention in there. So. Uh, for, for like a couple of straight days, like for like three straight days, um, I, I was playing. So I, w- I think it said last time we talked on the Mass Effect show that I kind of like was just getting to Novaria. Um, and I didn't, I don't remember initially that Novaria had that whole, you know, like repair, you know, segment before you really got to like peak 15. Um, mm-hmm. so there's like that whole, you know, segment with Analeas and like, uh, 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 Laura Keen. And like, you know, all the different ways you can kind of, you know, get the garage pass, um, you know, just to get out of there. And then like you kind of start, you know, uh, figuring like you, once you kind of get up there, you, you start getting into, um, uh, like the alien infestation. You know, we talked all about this in the last episode, but I'm just, you know, letting everyone know that I'm catching up. Uh, so, um, uh, rookie mistake, uh, did not spend all my skill points, so I was dying needlessly. <laughs> Once I spent them, I am killing <laughs> everything in sight. Might uh, pop the difficulty up a little bit if uh, that keeps happening. Um, but yeah, I was, I was happy to get a chunk of time to play that. I'm really hoping that I can get some more time in uh, the next few days, um, because, uh, I'm excited to, uh, keep talking about Mass Effect with these guys. So, uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. There, there's some other stuff, but uh, you know, nothing that's really, really uh, relevant to what we're here to talk about. Well, sounds good. Well, picking up off what you're laying down there, I'll just go into uh, talking about more Mass Effect. So, um, I, uh, you know, right after we finished up the first Mass Effect, I'm like, I'm just going to keep on plugging, and so I had started up Mass Effect two already, and I've been continuing to play it. I'm trying to not devour it too quickly so these guys can eventually start to catch up a little bit with me so um just kind of plodding through maybe i'll take like a mission an evening and i'm like uh taking time to uh you know scan every planet and get all of its resources (laughs) because you know again it just takes up time slows me down a little bit so um and i've really been focused on upfront doing a lot of the dlc because i know you know, Kelsey won't be doing that, and so again, that kind of slows me down and and gives me a, these guys a chance to catch up a little bit. Enjoying my time with it, feeling a little different about it. But once we do a Mass Effect Two show, I'll get farther into it. But I'm making I'm making my progress through the uh, through the uh, love boat, if you will, of, uh, of people <laughs> in my ship. Um, outside of that, well, you know, you, you got to hook up with somebody, and I. I in Mass Effect 1, I was hooked up with Caden, so, um, you know, he's not really an option in Mass Effect 2. In fact, I recently ran into Caden in Mass Effect 2, and, uh, he didn't like me so much, uh, cause I'm working for Cerberus, so he's not real thrilled with me. Oh, and, yeah. uh, so I gotta play the field a little bit, you know what I mean? I gotta <laughs> test the waters and, and see what else sparks me, uh, see who Femship is gonna hang out with this time around. But uh, right now, you know, I'm just keeping my options open, talking to all the guys and and the gals that are that are interested as well. So you know, we'll see. <laughs> and uh, outside of that, uh, you know, gaming wise, I've not really 
been playing too terribly much. Um, I did want to join the the cool kids um, with the fancy mechanical keyboards, so I uh, I did pick up locally a a uh, uh, 1994 IBM Model <laughs> M mechanical keyboard. So, uh, uh, Chris, uh, Chris, I think you mean Series M. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh yeah it, it has uh it has uh, led lights there are three of them they're green for caps lock num lock and uh, <laughs> but uh i don't know if you got how no, much wait, you wait, know no, these so, are... so they're not rgb leds they're just g they're just g <laughs> uh, they're og that's, that's... <laughs> this is the best but, episode uh, ever yeah. <laughs> Those that are in the know, obviously these are pretty sought after mechanical keyboards that came out back in the day. Um, you know, everybody's hot for buckling spring technology, um, from the eighties and nineties. <laughs> uh, they're the really loud clickety clack keyboards. But anyway, there was one selling locally that was, uh, uh, had been pulled from a, a cement place that was going, had gone away and the cord was basically about destroyed. But the good news about these things is they're popular. You can just order all new replacement parts. So I've taken apart, cleaned out some nastiness, got a cord on order. Um, so I'll be. People hear you chunking away next episode. Well, no, I won't be using it for the show, but Aww. you know, for my for some daily work. Um, I really the main reason, honestly. I mean, a I do kind of like those keyboards, but b because um, we used to have them at work at the hospital on our terminals, but, uh, I hate, hate, hate the keyboard on my laptop. And I've always hated yeah. it. If there's anything like MacBooks are awesome computers. The keyboards are the worst pieces of trash ever invented. They have these keys that have basically like maybe like half a millimeter of travel. Mm. And so anytime you get a crumb or any tiny, anything underneath the key, it won't go down. And so you have to, you're like constantly fighting with your keyboard. Um, it's incredibly annoying. Sounds like you just need to quit eating over your keyboard. (laughs) Well, I, you know, when you have my job, I have to live at my keyboard, basically. You know, lunch is working while eating, basically. Is, is this a relatively newer MacBook? Uh, it's probably about three, four years old. At this okay. point in time, but you should yeah, so get, one of those, get one of those ridiculous bibs for shaving that like goes out in front of you, like <laughs> catches all the stuff that comes out of your mouth. Swear that all day. Uh, you know, I, at some point in time, this thing will uh, it'll be old enough where I'll get a, a new computer. But I, I just hate typing with it. I really, really hate typing with it. So uh, uh, I'll you know that's that was kind of my that and it, the price was right. Um, so I can refurb this thing. Yeah, these things sell for a hundred to two hundred bucks. Um, and let's just say I got mine much cheaper than that. So even when I get a cord in it, it's, you know, it's, it's no big deal. Uh, but I'll be one of the cool kids with an awesome mechanical keyboard. My, well, my, welcome. my G lights. Yeah. <laughs> um, outside of that, you know, we've been messing around with the kids a little bit. The kids got Metopia. So, uh, uh-huh. Uh, Maddie had been wanting Metopia for a while because, you know, the eBay, I mean, not eBay, but YouTube hype train, like, you know, <laughs> how that works. See, you see videos and I'm like, oh, I have to have this. But the thing was, like, her birthday's in July. And we're like, hey, look, it's not your birthday yet. And she's like, well, I really want this game. It comes out, you know, can I get it? And we're like, hey, you have money you've saved from, like, birthdays and Christmases. If you want to spend your own money on it, we'll get it day of. 
But if not, you're going to have to wait till your birthday. And she's she ponied up her money. Mm. So uh, we ordered it. And so the girls have been playing a lot of Metopia. I had no idea it was a JRPG <laughs> with a job system. Um, oh. I had no clue. So have you taken it over from them now? No, but I mean, like, the jobs are kind of silly, as you can imagine. Like, there's, like, a job that's, like, princess or singer or, you know, whatever, right? You know, like, let Daddy show you how to exploit these classes. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're both having a lot of fun with them. And, uh, of course, they use me's. So, you know, like, I'm in the game. (laughs) You know, like, uh, my wife is in the game. And, you know, so it's kind of funny to watch them play it. My daughter, we haven't played it in a couple weeks, but when we were doing Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, for some reason, she would always pick my me and dress me up like bowser or princess peach like constantly to to compete i don't know what it is especially eden loves me making me's you know she'll still get the wii u out and just play making me's for a long time um it's just it's like a dress up playing it's still fun for them but you know in the game they really enjoy that that they can create these characters and and bring them in so they've been playing a lot of metopia um and uh, strangely enough, you know, like I said, you know, Maddie's birthday is coming up. And so now what she's asked for is even stranger to me. I'm like, where on earth did this come from? But what she wants <laughs> rhythm. He- I think it's rhythm heaven fever. Is that the one for the Wii? Yep, she wants rhythm true. heaven for the Wii. And I'm like, huh? Where did, I mean, she's uh, a, okay. I get some of it. She's really into rhythm games right now, but, um, yeah, that one just kind of got me out of left field, but she's, I guess, been watching some YouTube videos of it or something. <laughs> So I'm going to have to track, I'm going to have to eBay a copy of Rhythm Heaven for the Wii so they can play it on Wii U. Um, and speaking of, you know, Bill's talking about getting his kids a brand new Xbox, you know, to in the house. Uh, I, I had to go the other direction. So uh, I pulled out the Xbox 360 for uh, Maddie because she wanted to drum. And uh, I, I don't have the little adapter thing to use the drums on the Xbox One, so I... I brought the 360 out. I hooked it up in a room uh, with some Rock Band 3 and all the instruments. And I said, here, have a great time. Play around. Have fun drumming. And uh, so she's been uh, having fun doing some rocking out in her room. And it's kind of funny because she's in this, there's a, it's a, a camp, summer camp coming up called Girls Rock, where they're going to kind of make a rock band and learn to play <laughs> some instruments and things. So... Um, that was kind of fun to get her and she wants to play drums. So I'm like, okay, here you go. This is a preface and we'll teach you a little bit about drumming. I mean, it's not totally real, but you know, I would say out of any of the instruments in rock band, it's probably the closest. Yes, for sure. Yep. So, um, yeah, so she's having some fun with that. She's not wonderfully great. And I said, well, that's how it is. You start and you're not good and you practice and you get better. (laughs) But you like the first time she's like, I'm not really very good. And just like real drumming, like playing on the easy mode and just getting the foundation, like, you know, like just, you know, like starting with a couple of notes and like mastering, you know, easy and then going to normal and up and up. Like it's really, really great at, uh, uh, at kind of like teaching those fundamentals. And if you go into the lessons and you actually like cross your hands over. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a really, really great way to do it. And one thing, you know, I'll, I'll see how it goes. You know, kids, sometimes they get into things and they get back out. But in case she does get really into it, I, you know, eons ago, because it was cheap, I had bought the um, the add-on for Rock Band 3 that lets you plug in, like, a regular elect- electric drum set. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yep. you know, if she gets into it, you know, maybe we'll pick up an electric drum set. She can go on that pro mode. Yep. Cool. Hundred percent. Yeah, we 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 thought about doing that, and just because I was huge, huge into rock band uh, stuff, um, and didn't end up getting it. Um, like I like I played it, like uh, uh, I demoed it a few places, um, and it just, at the end of the day, I was like, you know, do I really want to like dive into like a really like super high quality electric electronic drum set? And the answer was yes, but I couldn't afford it. <laughs> so. Yeah, they're not. I mean, but you can get like a pretty basic one for like maybe oh, a, sure. a couple hundred dollars. So, right. you know, something like that I, would be I, appropriate. I, yeah, I just knew like myself. I was like, I'm oh, just yeah. going to keep the, wanting the to expand it. Yeah, him. I did. I was, I'd have rotos everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of fun to get her into some of that stuff, you know, because I still had all my Rock Band 3 content on the 360. So, you know, all, all right. the downloaded music and, you mm-hmm. know, so it was already installed. It was just throwing the disc in and. And uh, but I you know I hadn't turned on that 360 since probably like 2013, mm. so there was a bunch of updates to do and, and everything else. But um, you know it's fun. We I hooked it up to the you know it's playing through the stereo up in our room and everything. So she's getting to that age where she's getting into music and whatnot. Uh, so it's a it's a lot of fun. So um, what song do you hear over and over and over coming out of her room? You know what's funny is that um, she's she likes Joan Jett a lot, which cool. I'm like. Really, Joan Jet? But yeah, she likes Joan Jet, and um, it's funny because we'd played around on the Xbox One, like with the guitar controllers and the stuff. And I don't know if you guys remember, Bill might remember. There's this song that's called like Thirty Nine Fingers. Do you remember that song, Bill? Uh, not ringing a bell. No. Okay, it's it's like it's it's like one of those songs that's by like the rock band people, you know, like their little indie bands or whatever they had. Yeah. It's by this old indie. It's called the Conks. I mean, they're you know obviously like nobodies, but um, it's this one like really like kind of hard rocking song, and she kept playing that one quite a bit. And I like it too. It's a good little song, but uh, hmm. it's um, you know it, it, the song is like whether like we got thirty nine fingers and only six or thumbs. Obviously, like somebody's lost a finger is the joke of the song, but um, and it's about their band, but. She really likes that. She's playing some other stuff, but yeah, Joan Jett seems to be the the deal. Um, so yeah, she's been having a lot of fun with that. And you know, if she ever wants, I can go up there and rock out with her for a minute, goof off. Outside of that, like you said, you guys, I'm getting back to normal a bit. Uh, a good buddy had a wedding last weekend, and it was kind of like the first sort of like return to normalcy, pretty much. I mean, it, the wedding itself was. Um, limited, you know, to only so many people and you had to wear masks, uh, and the church. But when it came to the reception, it was party time. You know, everybody was <laughs> partying and going crazy and, and, uh, just having a great time. And yeah, we just had a blast and it was good to get out there and I got to dance like an idiot and just, you know, just have a lot That's of fun and too. cut loose. Oh yeah. I'm terrible. <laughs> But, you know, I think the whole thing is like, A, it was kind of that feeling. I don't know. I, I think that's part of it, too. Like, kind of like the first big bang blowout since COVID was over for a lot of people. So just like everybody was out there and everybody was just smiling and having fun and nobody cared how good or bad or anything else was. Everybody was just having fun. Everyone was just doing the Elaine out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Like, some of these people, like, I'm not a dancer. Don't get me wrong. 
some of these people were pretty bad. But everybody was just <laughs> laughing, having a great time, and nobody cared. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody was just having the best time, and it really was pretty awesome. I would say it's pretty awesome to, uh, and it was you know open bar, so you know I don't drink, but everybody else is pretty sloppy. Yeah. Oh, I don't go to a wedding that's not open bar. <laughs> Uh, my wife had a few, and everybody was having a good time, and uh, you know, we were just having a lot of fun. My my friend Matt, um, <laughs> he was pretty drunk, and he's one of those lovey drunks, and so like the whole time is like, oh, come yeah. on, let's dance, and oh, you're the best, and I love you, man, and you know, it, we were, you know, it was a lot of fun, but uh, <laughs> we had a great time. So yeah, I, that's I guess that's kind of it um, as far as like personal catch-ups. But um, are you guys ready to talk pre three? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, let's talk about the the meat of the thing. So um, I guess we'll start off by talking about the things that have happened up to our recording, and then we'll kind of talk about what we'd like to have. So we're going to start off, I think, with the Keeleys, right? Where it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And. Kelsey, I think you actually watched the Keeleys live. I should say this is not really the Keeleys. It's not the award show, but it's his show. Yeah, I watched uh, most of it. I dozed off for like 15 minutes, and then Weezer woke me up. Oh, yeah, and Weezer was there. Uh, I kind of caught part of it off and on because I was working, but um, Pam was doing a co-stream, so I thought, like, I'll just put this on in the background and maybe, like, halfway pay attention, and maybe if something's interesting, she'll say something and I'll look up. Um, but it didn't seem like there was a lot that she was interested in. And to be honest, besides what happened at the end, there wasn't much that I was interested in. <laughs> uh, Bill, did you watch any of the Keeleys? I did not. Okay. Okay. So I'm, Kelsey, I'm not, since, yeah, uh, yeah, not, go ahead. I'm not, I'm not usually, uh, like I know that, uh, he's got a reputation as like, uh, like, you know, breaking news and, you know, like, uh, first, you know, reveals and stuff like that. Um, he's usually not on my radar, to be honest. And, uh, uh, unless someone, like, says to me, like, hey, you need to go watch this thing that, that, you know, Keely did, and he's not usually someone who's on my radar to watch, like, uh, like I know I want to watch Microsoft, or I know I want to watch Ubisoft, or something like that, you know? I, yeah. yeah, for me, I, I like him, and he always has at least one thing that I'm like, that was worth the show for me. Uh, like, mm. I would 100% watch any Keeley show over Ubisoft. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll probably get to Microsoft. That. Um, he just puts on an entertaining show. Like I know he said ahead of time there was going to be no Muppets, but I was hoping he was joking and the Muppet <laughs> was going to show up because that's always fun for me, too. Well, you're always guaranteed to see Kojima at a Keeley show, so uh, and he did Pretty not disappoint this yeah. time around. <laughs> him yeah. and, I don't know why him and Kojima are such tight buds but they sure seem to be so yeah, if you if, fine. if he ever needs was, to shill his wasn't product there, wasn't yeah wasn't there a thing that like at his at the wards like death stranding was up for like game of the year and people were like really like is that just because they're buddies i think yeah. death stranding was up for like a lot of awards <laughs> okay i think they only won one though okay keely's favorite game that's the one that he won <laughs> It's because he's in it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, since you watched this one, Kelsey, why don't you take us through it? Sure, well, let's just start with Death Stranding. There's a director's cut coming out on PS5, and they did a, a pretty lengthy trailer, like kind of having some fun with Metal Gear teases in it. 
um, I don't know. Did you guys see that trailer? At least the Death Stranding. I watched one? that part, and and uh, while I got the joke, was it just me or did they drag that joke out way too long? Well, isn't that Kojima's whole shtick? <laughs> Everything's got to be overthought and longer than it needs to be. I guess, but like all it taught me was Norman Reedus is an idiot and doesn't understand that you could flip a box over. Well, what I was reading online was people were thinking it it was like him throwing a bunch of shade at Konami saying like, here, we're pulling Metal Gear off the shelf and it's fun and and comforting and relaxing. It's time to put it away though now. And then then they put the box back on the shelf and left the room. So he was like saying like, I'm not coming back to Metal Gear through that trailer was kind of the Mm -hmm. the gist of it. I think we all knew that. Yeah. I'm like... I, I don't I, mean I the franchise like, specifically. Yeah. I mean, like, he's not making a Metal Gear-ish game. Like, he's he's moved on mm. to other things, kind of. Thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. He's he's moved on to Stranding Action now. <laughs> stranding Action Game. Only does strands now. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so there was that. Um, they leaned a little more into Far Cry 6, which... Um, you guys are Far Cry guys, so I don't know. Are you pumped yes. for 6 at all? I think I'm an ex-Far Cry guy at this point in time. Oh. I'm 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 still pumped for six. Um, I love 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 uh, three. Um, really 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 liked four. Um, and I think I liked five more than most people like five. I think a lot of people were just like either sick of the formula or just like didn't think it did anything uh, you know new and different, uh, which is probably fair. But I still enjoyed the time I spent with it, and I'm very much looking forward to playing whatever you know main uh far cry story uh they that they you know had a few years to kind of work on and refine at this point so i'm all in on six cool so yeah i spent some time with that uh they announced metal slug tactics which was a cool one that i wasn't expecting that jumped out at me where it's yeah just metal slug done like a tactic style game which sounds amazing and, and works really well with that theme and those characters uh so i hope like they said, just Steam for now, but I'm hoping like someone yeah. ports it to the Switch and, and throws it in a case for me. When, when you, would, I would play yeah. this. Yeah, when when you, when you said Metal Slug Tactics, my brain like just went to like the art for General Chaos. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you should watch the trailer. It's a super awesome trailer too, Bill. Okay, like, all fully animated and everything. I know you don't like CG trailers, but I think you like mm-hmm. this one. It's fun. All right. Um, did you play uh, Salt and Sanctuary, Chris? I did, and I did not like it very much. Okay, I put Salt and Sacrifice on the list because a lot of people seemed really hyped on it, and I wasn't. I couldn't remember if you were one of those people that might be hyped on it. So we don't. No, I really thought, like, there. okay, this this should be right up my alley, and then uh, it's not right up my alley. That's exactly how I felt too. I I put a couple hours into it, and it just was not clicking like. It looks awesome. Looks like it should, but yeah, doesn't speak to me. Yeah, yeah. But then Keeley closed the show with the one that like everybody wanted, and there was a lot of rumors it was going to be at the Microsoft show. Um, and it was like, like if I had to pick one game that I thought Chris would have wanted to see somewhere at E3, <laughs> like this is the one. So I'll let you talk about Elden Ring. Yeah, so we finally... It's not a joke. There is the game <laughs> called Elden Ring, and we got to see another trailer, and it was another cinematic trailer, but it did seem to show uh, some gameplay, and um, 
<clears throat> I was very happy to see that it's obviously an extension of the Souls series. Very I mean, the, so. the the concepts. I mean, obviously it's a new storyline, but the it's you can already see, okay, these are the mechanics and ideas that you're used to. It uses the same engine uh, that you can tell from that was developed first for Bloodborne and then used in Dark Souls 3. It's just an improvement on that engine, uh, which makes sense because it was designed to come out on last gen. Um, it's just, you know, now it's due to COVID. You know, it's it's stretched out probably a lot longer than it should have. Did they say what platforms it's coming out on? Um, PS4, Xbox One, PS5, Still Series. Okay. Yeah, P- PC. They, I thought I saw too, right? Yes, yeah, because um, that's um, they do it through Bandai Namco, who also they did the Dark Souls games through, and they do PC releases. So yeah, that's um, um, which is different because obviously you know Sony has done some exclusive deals with them that don't generally come to PC, much to the chagrin of many PC players. But I think Sekiro came to PC too, but I yeah, think it was they, Activision. They're lightning yeah, up PC series PC too. ports now too. <laughs> so um, what they showed in the trailer was kind of some of the things we, we had already heard. So we already kind of had been told there was horse combat. And so you do get to see kind of the, the character summons a horse. Um, kind of seemed like a magical <laughs> horse. And they, you know, ride around. There, there's... You get the idea that there's some horse combat, but they don't they don't show a lot. I don't expect that to be a big piece of the game, honestly, because the just part they showed into seemed the like a, like a jousting tournament almost. Like it's very scripted. Yeah, I don't expect it to be a big piece. I think it's going to be more of since this is an open world game, you want a faster way to move around than walking or running. Um, so right. that makes sense. And since walking and running exhausts your stamina, and these games you know, stamina is a big deal. You want some kind of way to move around rather quickly. So it totally makes sense in, in that way. Um, you know, they did show off what looked like some bosses that you'll be facing off against. You get this idea that you are a tarnished, um, which is, you know, this game's curse. Uh, it seems from the story, which, you know, in, in souls, the curse was, uh, something that was a little different and turned you into a high or a hollow or, an ashen one in Dark Souls 3. And so on this one, you're a tarnished. So I, ex- again, I expect it to be a similar mechanic as it's been used. You get to see, you have to see that, uh, there are summons in the game. Looks like there's PvP combat, which has been standard for the souls. So I imagine there will be invasions and, and co-op and I don't look for that to change because obviously it's, it's very popular and, um, it makes a lot of sense. They showed some cool boss designs. One kind of looked like Smo with flames coming off like an abrasure on top of his head. Um, and some other ones remind me more of kind of like Bloodborne kind of bosses. Um, and they showed like a little bit of combat, but it looks like it's going to be very traditional. I didn't see a shield. So I wonder if they're going more of that Bloodborne route where that's going to be more active and less, you know, defensive. Um, but who knows? I mean, there could be shields. Maybe they just, it wasn't exciting to show it and they didn't want to. Uh, they showed some magic. Some of it looks very traditional to the Souls series. So no, no big surprises there. And overall, I mean, it was a short trailer, but it looks, it looks beautiful. It does look a little, I heard people say that, um, 
the graphics are amazing looking, and I think that's due to, again, it was designed for last gen, and it uses a last gen engine, and it probably, if I had to guess, was supposed to come out last April, um, had COVID not happened and i'm going to guess there was also probably just normal delays with things so we're working with jrr martin they just had to act another year onto it minimum yeah so you know again for me it's an it's a it was going to be a buy no matter what obviously and um they're pre-orders now i i I will hold off because like an idiot i will spend a lot of money on a collector's edition (laughs) i always do with the big horse statue yeah, sure. I'm, you know, I'm a sucker. I will pony up for that. And uh, it has currently a release date marked of January 21st, 2022. So Hope I don't nothing expect that to actually happen. happens to that release date. I don't know. <laughs> you asked me, it's going to come out in April of 2022. Cause, At uh, least, yeah. Pretty much every FromSoft game is launched in April. Um, so that's because it's right before their fiscal year ends. So if you wonder why... Because that's the Japanese fiscal cycle ends, <laughs> so they have to book. They have to book the money. Um, so look for that to happen. Um, if I saw nothing else out of E3 this year, that makes me happy. And uh, yeah, no, it, it, it looks great, and I'm sure I'll sink an insane amount of time into it. Cool. Do you think so they'll show quick, more on it at any of the other shows? Like yeah, I think we'll see Microsoft. I think we'll see more. Yeah, I think we'll see more. I don't think we'll see a lot more. Um, I think we may see just a little more. So, yeah, that's it. Any, any other things you guys want to talk about the Keeleys, or are we ready to move forward? Um, it was fine. I hope it's a little more exciting next year. But like, we had COVID stuff going on and things, too. Like, I know it's a weird year still. So it was, it was a good first effort. I think that's the strangest thing about this is because we actually had last gen launch last year. There really aren't hardly any next gen exclusives and it doesn't look like there's going to be hardly any announced this year. So it's going to be the funniest meme just before we got on. Uh, So Gearbox had their show today and someone posted after the gearbox show it's like ps5 lost an exclusive during this e3 so far because they announced godfall was going to ps4 now all of a sudden oh, <laughs> so, i mean so it just makes sense we're losing exclusives for the new consoles this e3 yeah but with you guys know i mean without having turned out i wonder if to be honest we're going to get sort of a lost generation where the mid-cycle updates will happen when they can finally get production ramped up and this initial launch will just not matter. It's looking kind of like that now. Cause if they do like a three year update, like it seems like we only have a real handful of actual exclusives by then. Not a, not a big title wave of them. Yeah. I, it really makes me kind of wonder. And now of course everybody's poking fun at Sony. Cause remember when, uh, Xbox had done their like two tier to system. X, uh, Sony had come out and said, we're all about generations and we have faith in generations. And, and you look now like backtrack on that hard now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Which they, I get it. They have to, right. It's just reality. I mean, yeah. I don't, I've got a I don't, PlayStation I don't, I don't five. I like it, you know. but I mean, 
Well, I, I mean, at some point in time, will I probably buy Returnal? I'm not really thrilled about it, but what else is there that's excluded? There isn't anything. I'm actually pumped on Returnal. I might pick that up. And uh, Ratchet and Clank's getting like 10 out of 10s from like everybody. So I think I might pick that up to play with my kids. Okay, yeah. But I mean, like somebody listed it the other day and like uh, next-gen exclusive games, I think there was like seven or eight. Yeah. Period. Yeah, like, yeah across everything, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Even like downloadable stuff, which is nuts. But, um, yeah, anyway, okay, so are we ready to talk about Ubisoft? Let's do it. Hell yeah. Um, I watched a little bit of the Ubisoft presser today, but I had a sick kid that was tending, so I couldn't devote my full attention to it. So, um, did anybody watch the whole thing? Yep. Okay, well, Kelsey, I'm going to let you take it again, because you've watched this whole thing. (laughs) Um, like you were saying, like, maybe you're an ex-Far Cry guy. I feel like I might be an ex-Ubisoft like player. Like, they <laughs> really have nothing that appeals to my tastes anymore. Um, the only thing I was really holding out hope for was to see Beyond Good and Evil 2 still alive, but it, they didn't even talk about it, so I think that game's just dead. Dead, dead, dead. Well, remember how bad, like, after that trailer came out, like, everybody panned it. Like, what is this? And I wonder if they just said, like, forget it. I'm thinking that's probably what happened. And Michael Ansel left shortly after that, too, because of some harassment thing. Like, that, yeah, it's not looking good for that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what did they open with? Uh, Tom Clancy Extraction. Rainbow right? Six Extraction. Rainbow right. Six Extraction, which used to be Quarantine, which they smartly renamed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it looked... Isn't it weird beer. that Corona beer is still around? I'm curious how their sales are, like, up or down? That, like, initially, like, I remember, like, right when everything started, they, like, that was the news story. It was, like, their sales are down, like, 40%, like, compared to, like, every other, uh, like, major brewery. Yeah, could you imagine, like, when, how the marketing team felt when, like, they were probably, like, calling everybody, like... Just call it COVID. Don't call it coronavirus. Please call it COVID. (laughs) Um, This is like really not really the same thing, but it just made me think of it. You guys ever watch that animated show Archer? No. A couple times. So, so their, the, their like, you know, spy service that they're part of is ISIS. Oh, yeah. And then when, like, all the ISIS stuff started happening, I remember, like, the writers were like, please, no, please don't let this catch on, please, no. So, like, they had to change it in the show. They, like, like shut ISIS down, and they're like, all right, we're this, like, new agency with a totally different name. But it's, like, it's just crazy how, like, the real world will, like, come in and just, like, mess up, uh, you know, whether it's your product or your creative, you know, thing or whatever. So just made me think of it. We're no longer ISIS. We are now COVID. <laughs> yeah, COVID force. <laughs> Why does this keep happening to us? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, so Extraction uh, looks like your typical Rainbow Six game, but with like some kind of Resident Evil biomutants thrown in there. Yeah, I'm guessing they're aliens, but I don't know. Yeah, not sure. Um, they showed off some Just Dance. Not coming to the Wii. Not coming to the Wii. They officially killed the Wii. Had a good um, run, was it? Like, how yeah. old is like? Like, we came out like thirteen years or something. Six. Wow! So fourteen yeah. years of games on Wii. That probably has to be a record, right? 
I don't know, Game Boy was pretty stretched out too. Yeah, but I don't think it was. It was probably close. Because yeah. when did Game Boy Advance launch? 2002, I think. So that would have been 13 years. Yeah. But games kept coming out, so yeah. All right. It, it's yeah, probably close. Probably pretty close. Um, they didn't announce a new Assassin's Creed. They just, they're just they supporting uh, Valhalla for another year, so they're doing the like two-year cycle instead of the yearly cycle, which people seem to like. Um, what else? Oh, they did the Mario and Rabbids. Uh, they're getting a sequel where they're going to space now, uh, which Nintendo leaked the day before, which was hilarious because they're usually pretty tight-lipped about everything, and Ubisoft is the one that leaks everything, and it was the opposite this time. Um, and... They had more Far Cry 6. Thank you. That's the other big one. Uh, yeah, they went into Far Cry for quite a bit. Uh, and that was basically their show. Like, they didn't have... Oh, they did Riders Republic for a little while, too. It was, like, five to six games. Um, and they all were all known except for that Mario Rabbids one. Uh, so no no surprises, no one more things, no big, crazy, we're working on this next-gen game. Like, it was pretty standard and and boring. And even some of the, like, announcements uh, were a lot of, like, just dev talk. Uh, like, they showed a trailer for Mario, and then it was, like, two dudes that worked on it, like, for, like, ten minutes, like, just talking about how excited they were about working on it. <laughs> yep, it's a game. Yeah, it was, like, Ubisoft's usually not my favorite conference, but it's, yeah, it was It was so boring. Yeah, I, and I get it. I mean, I have to feel for all these guys, because COVID, I'm sure, wrecked everything, and development was probably terrible last year, so there's not much to talk about, but, yeah, from what I could see of the Ubisoft thing, it was like, this is a snooze fest. I mean, they didn't even have, like, a dance party. Like, usually for Just Dance, they bring a bunch of dancers out on the stage, and I know. people dance, and... Yeah. It was just... One guy who's got a song that apparently he's, uh, like, changing in some way uh, specifically for the game and he was the whole presentation like just talking about the game like they really didn't show the game at all or have those funny wacky dances with the mascots and things like it was is he like a famous person who wrote the song he wrote the song but I like I don't know pop music so maybe he's a famous person I didn't recognize the name or the the person or the song it's probably a a big hit right now that I'm just unaware of so, so I know, I know you guys aren't hot on the presentation, and uh, Kelsey's saying you're a former Ubisoft fan, and Chris not seeming interested. Um, do you mind if I just take a minute and tell you what I am excited about this, from this show? Yeah, I just so, want to mention one other thing though, that we yeah. missed, and you might be interested in this, okay. Bill, and that's why I want to mention it is because they also talked about Rocksmith Plus. Oh yeah, I, I did see that. Yep, yep. So, so, so I, so I will tell you the uh, the one E3 that I attended uh, in Los Angeles ages ago was the one where right before Rocksmith came out, and there was like a little trailer, um, uh, uh, you know, kind of in between like a couple of the expo, like outside like uh, the expo halls, and you you know waited in line and like you got in this trailer and they kind of had like all these like little things set up, uh, like station set up rather, and you know dude like handed you a guitar and was like. Have you ever played guitar before? I'm like, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I'm pretty good. I played for years, so um, just <laughs> to get like, you know, yeah, exactly. No, I was like, like, you don't I, I know jam who with I, am. Keith, I, I jam with Keith Richards. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a big deal in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, just like just to get your proficiency to you know, so the, so we put the thing on and he explained you know the whole thing to me how it plugs in and how it's going off of like you know the actual note instead of like you know like the button. So playing the right note is important and like you know there's like the tuning function built right into the game which i was like that's a selling point right there just give me like a game that i can tune my guitar (laughs) with like that's amazing so um i it was one of these experiences that i absolutely loved and then you know it came out it was like 80 90 bucks whatever it was with like you know the game and the hardware and it just became one of those things where i was like well if i ever you know if that ever comes down in price like i'll grab it or whatever so I kind of forgot about Rocksmith, and uh, uh, so yeah, I read that they're turning into turning it into kind of like this like subscription, uh, yeah, you know, that, like music service. That's like the joke where Ubisoft won't make a single player retail game anymore. Everything has to be a live service, so they've figured out how to make <laughs> guitars a live service now. Yep. So uh, so yeah, so Rocksmith. Um, it's uh, unfortunately I uh, I sold the last guitar that I owned years ago. Um, haven't picked one up in a long time, so this probably isn't something that's going to make it into my house. I think it's cool that they're trying to do something with you know playing live music and you know like uh, even if they are trying to make money from it as a subscription service. Um, I just think it's a shame that. Uh, you know, it has to be like some a subscription, you know, like type model if that's the only way you can get it. They so. did say that with a subscription that like you have like access to their entire catalog, though. So, mm-hmm. I mean, at least that's something. Yeah, I mean, and 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 to be fair, like you know, if they're gonna let you kind of come and go as you please, like it's you know, if it's just like you know Amazon Prime or like Netflix or whatever, if you got a few months where you're like, all right, like let's jam for a few months, and like you just pop in for you know like whatever the cost is, then. You know, then, then great. So, uh, uh, I, I would need this, you know, kind of see some more details on that. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned because, uh, the, my original experience with Rocksmith was very, very positive. Do you know I, what's sad? I've put some time into the older ones too. And yeah, they're fantastic teaching tools. Yeah. I, I what were you going to say, Chris? I was just going to say, you know what's really sad is that if they would have just had this out last year when COVID <laughs> was going on and everyone <laughs> yeah. was stuck at home. Yeah. Imagine how much those in twenty twenty one. Imagine how much money they would have made though, yeah. right? Because everybody yeah. like, well screw it, I'm at home, I might as well learn guitar. Right. I mean it's I, I know, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but like this this is what's like good smart <laughs> hindsight's companies. Literally 2020. <laughs> good, like good good smart companies do this. Like how quickly can you turn? Right? How quickly can you like readjust and like put something out like as soon as possible? Because like this is what we need. And, uh, yeah, that, that's a good point. Like, that would have been something that, uh, that would have gone, done really well. Yeah. With everyone just looking for things to do in their house and just turning to Lego because they don't have Rocksmith. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so you mentioned, uh, uh Rainbow Six Extraction, um, mm-hmm. which, uh, um, I, from what I read about, as a Rainbow Six Vegas fan, I'm always looking for the thing that's like, oh, is this like Vegas again? Um, and it's not really like Vegas again, so it seems like, because uh, Rainbow Six Siege is very much a PvP experience where, you know, players are going against other teams, sorry, teams of other players. And from what I'm reading about Extraction, it's the PvE side of things, so it's like three human players uh, playing against, you know, uh, the uh, the environment or the, you know, the, the, the computer-controlled, uh, you know, team of aliens. 
Um, so to me, it's interesting in the sense that like that's kind of what I do in Destiny when we jump in and we do you know like a raid or a strike or something like that. Um, so I, I always kind of have like you know whenever like I hear like Rainbow Six mentioned until I see something that kind of turns me off of it because of that love that we had for Vegas and Vegas two years ago where we would play co-op terrorist hunt uh, with buddies to like you know three four in the morning. Um, uh, we I loved loved those games so. Uh, I'm I'm willing to kind of you know keep my keep my ears open a little bit on this one because um, I I really wanted to like Siege and then when it kind of like the more and more I kind of saw of it it seemed like it was it was just PvP and that's not you know the experience that uh, that I'm looking for on a regular basis so uh, so Extraction um, is one that I kind of have like on my on my maybe list. Um, I never played the first Mario Rabbids. It's been one of these things that we've asked my kids, like, hey, you want to try this crazy, you know, like, silly Rabbids thing? And then my kids are still, they're like, oh, no thanks. So uh <laughs> just hasn't hasn't made it in. Like, so I, uh, I beat it. It's fine. Uh, a lot I, of people yeah. seem to like it. I thought it was too easy. And I like it. The first part of it, they lean heavily into, like, a Mario parody, and it was really fun. And then mm. they just, like, completely drop that the further you go, mm. uh, which... It was less interesting to me, and 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 that's what I kind of heard. Like all the review things that I read are like, like great, great, great. And then all the people I talk to, it's either like, no, I haven't played it, or yeah, I played it and it was okay. You know, like yeah. I, I think it's been on clearance for like you know ten, twenty bucks or something. So I think people are like, oh yeah, for the ten or fifteen dollars, grab it. But like to yeah, me, that's not a selling point. I I sold the game. I, I almost never sell my games, so I, I was just mm-hmm. going to get some while it's worth it because I thought it was going to drop to 10 or 20 bucks pretty soon, and it did. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, so yeah, so Rabbids is, is not really on my radar. We've already kind of mentioned, like, Far Cry 6. I'm, I'm in on that, so I don't know how much more we really have to say other than it seems like they're leaning very heavily on Giancarlo Esposito, which we kind of knew they were going to. Um, they talked about some DLC, which, uh, you know, you get to play as some of the villains from the old games in some, you know, season passes or DLC packs. Uh, that's all well and fine. That doesn't really excite me. That's more of like, you know, a little bonus, not like a like a selling feature. I'm gonna buy the game regardless. Um, the only thing that I, uh, the only Ubisoft uh, product or I shouldn't say product property that I've historically been a really really big fan of that I haven't touched in years is Assassin's Creed. Um, and there was Origins, there was Odyssey, there's Valhalla, there's like all these games that I've heard good things about, you know, these solid open world Assassin's Creed games, but like just haven't jumped into them. So uh, the fact that they're you know continuing to like put out content for Valhalla, um, I've heard lots of good things about it. I've heard that of all the um, uh, games that are you know kind of like optimized and upgraded for the next gen consoles. Uh, the 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 uh, Assassin's Creed games are like some of the better ones uh, to play on the newer hardware. So that's the only reason it kind of piqued my interest is because I'm looking for something to kind of push this new Xbox Series S that we have in our house now. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so um so yeah that's that's uh it's it's hard to say I was excited about what they were talking about because I haven't played the game yet but that's at least on my radar is like oh they're putting out new content for Valhalla let me you know let me at least you know have have it on my radar still to see if I can get a get a deal on that and I did not know if the Avatar game had been previously talked about no oh, we forgot about Avatar or not yeah. was, was this know. a reveal. Yeah, so. kind of. I mean, okay. they're like, oh, basically, hey, we're doing an Avatar game again. Yeah, 
Yeah, which is kind of the appropriate way to say that. Um, so, Avatar, as everyone knows, is the worst, best-grossing movie of all time. Um, I've never seen it. Yeah, it's one like I saw it in the theater, you know, like any, like you know, everyone did except Chris, uh, you know. Way back <laughs> I think when, so. Because, I think so. Beca- because you wanted to see, you know, James Cameron's new 3D movie that was going to take over the world, and I remember thinking, like, you know, right after walking out of the movie, I was like, man, eh, that wasn't very good, and. uh uh, I'll, I'll, the best thing that's come out of the uh, Avatar universe is Pandora in Disney's Animal Kingdom. <laughs> it is unreal. It's so cool. Like the floating rocks, like when you actually like walk in there, and the the I think it's called the flight of the, the ride. It's called like Flights of Pandora or something like that, where you actually fly like on the the back of one of those like uh, the creatures that they that they kind of like uh, uh, pair with. Um, oh my god, it's so cool. But uh, Avatar is one of those properties that is just, I don't think it's exciting. And I don't think people see like, oh, man, you see this new Avatar game coming out. So I don't know. I, I, I think that they they are banking on the new Avatar movies being a totally. bigger deal. Um, because what do you got? Avatar 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8 <laughs> are like filming right now, like to come out like, you know, as soon as they finish them. So, um, but yeah, I uh, like, you know. They're pretty, but like it's hard to care about this property because the movie came out thirty years ago and it wasn't very good. So, and I think that was all all of my thoughts from UB. Okay, well, I'm glad there's some of it that you're interested in. Um, Far Cry could win me back, but they're gonna have to really knock it out of the park. I don't know. Five really just left me cold. Mm. So. Um, Okay, well, let's move on. Uh, so that was all the stuff that's happened up until this point, really. I mean, I think there was Gearbox, but uh, I don't know. All I Gearbox saw was, like, memes. Was like, all yeah. I heard was Can- memes on Twitter that basically said, like, hey, this one game's coming and nothing else or nothing else is happening. He talked about right. making the Borderlands movie for, like, 15 minutes of their 30-minute show. Oh. <laughs> So, so I didn't. I didn't watch it. I've seen Randy tweeting a ton about the Borderlands movie re- recently, which is fine. Um, but I did see Tiny Tina's Wonderlands um, got announced. Oh, yeah. They announced that at the Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the character Tiny Tina, but she is massively popular within fans of Borderlands, uh, especially Borderlands Two, where she first shows up. There was a DLC um, that she, you know, named after her that she uh, kind of like was essentially the dungeon master of a D and D game that you're like playing through. So she's like narrating it. As, as the DM. And it was a really, really cool uh, uh, way to do it because, like, you were, like, physically in this world and she would be saying, oh, like, this is happening. And then, like, that would just happen. And she's like, and then it started raining frogs. And then, like, frogs started falling. And she's like, no, 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 no never mind. It, actually, it was nighttime. And then everything just changes to night. So she just changes everything, like, on a whim because that's how she is. It was super, super clever. So that's the only thing that kind of has me, like, slightly intrigued about, you know, what could a tiny Tina game look like if she's going to kind of just like control this like big fantasy world. But uh, yeah, I've heard not great things about the show. So I, I did watch one more today. Uh, the Devolver digital show. That, uh, is just it like, was it crazy? Like it always is. Yes. That's why yeah. I watched it because I'm like, there probably won't be any games that are interesting, me, but it'll just be fun. And I needed that after Ubisoft and Gearbox. Uh, and it was. It was very silly and fun. Uh, so and who I, did the president of of Devolver like murder this time? Um, so they 
made it like an in-joke that they were dropping their cinematic universe to start this new subscription service because everything <laughs> has to be subscriptions now. So I actually transcribed this part from it that I thought was super funny. So she says, welcome to the future games as a service, a razor edged industry shuck drive that has served to convert what was traditionally a one-time purchase into potentially lifelong chain ball commitment of recurring payments for video games that let's be real about this. Most of you don't even enjoy anymore. <laughs> and, and they offered this like devolver max pass plus, and it's a subscription. And the whole joke is that, everyone's in this subscription already because it's free. You just go onto their website to buy the games. Uh, but, but you have to be a subscriber to go buy the games, so everyone's a subscriber. <laughs> they always have very clever shows. It was funny. And they're putting out a game that is physical only. It will never be released digitally, they claim. And Really? Only, and they put out a uh, VHS tape of their conference. <laughs> they called it an N- NFT, a non-effable like, tape. Uh, and they sold it on their website for a thousand dollars and somebody bought it already and they just get donated all that money to a charity. <laughs> I'm, I'm on their website right now and they're, they're running hard with this joke because yeah. the Devolver Digital website redirects you to devolvermaxpassplus.com. <laughs> it was fun. And like, like, I guess like none of the games like jumped out at me as something I need to play, but yeah, it was, it was at least a silly, fun conference that mm-hmm. had a lot of character and charm to it. I didn't realize it. that was today. So I'll go back and catch it because I always watch Devolvers just because it's so, they're so wacky every yeah. year. So, it's so like Kelsey, 20 minutes I, long. I think you like it. So, Kelsey, are you familiar with these Shadow Warrior games? I am, yeah. I'm not a big fan. Not into them? Okay. I thought maybe there was a chance. Did they announce a, like, My Friend Pedro 2 or anything? Uh, Not that one, no. Uh, They had one that looked interesting until they showed the gameplay. They showed the trailer, uh, and it was like, uh, it was called Wizards with Guns, I think. And so it's like like a character kind of like Vi-Vi, like a black mage, uh, but little bit of a western theme and they can like do pretty crazy things with their guns like magical things and it looked really cool and then they like described the game before they showed the gameplay and like every word they used to describe the game was like things i hate about games it was like <laughs> like multiplayer like roguelike like all these things uh, like, no, i don't want any of this now yeah the only i think the only game i've ever played by them that i enjoyed was my friend pedro but that one was really good so you know they can put out some quality stuff Cool. So was that everything today then? Yeah, I think so. Well, wait, wait, hold on. Well, wasn't wasn't Piku Niku Devolver? Oh well, I mean, I didn't. Been, that, they had my a Piku kids Niku did. Joke in that press conference. So yes, my Piku kids played because Piku Niku is awesome. I, my yes. kids disco- I think both of our kids like discovered yes. it and was like, oh, let's try that. I have since played it with them. It is charming and beautiful, and like we'll listen to the soundtrack like in the car. They'll be like, hey, like put up, oh man, and then, or like the the cash, uh, like the the one where like all the 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 money uh, is like, oh yeah. There, there's a couple like fast paced songs we really like too, but a lot of it is just it's almost like Untitled Goose Game, where it's just like very low key relaxing like music while you play a game type stuff. But yeah, Piku yeah. Piku is my favorite. Uh, I've, I've uh, forgotten about that one. And, I mean, I didn't play it much, but I watched the girls play a ton of it. Really good. I just had fun listening to them bash subscription services for 20 minutes. <laughs> I subscribe cool. to some of those. 
<laughs> I am that that man is me. Uh, I am him. <laughs> I hate me. people who work at the bank. I work at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about what's coming up. And Kelsey was kind enough to transcribe the big the big ones here, so I'm thank you. Hey. Thanks, buddy. Um, so let's start off. The big one tomorrow is obviously the Microsoft and Bethesda show, and they're making it very big to say, and Bethesda, which makes yeah. me think this is really mostly a Bethesda show, right? But know, Microsoft's uh, got all those studios. It's got to be got a lot of studios. Yeah. But COVID, right? right? But COVID. But there's um, 23 studios. One of them lot. is Bethesda. So there's got to be, like, you know, at least a Forza and, you know, yeah, two I think, or three yeah. other things. We'll probably get the new Halo that got delayed. I Halo mean, for sure. Um, um, Hellblade they showed pretty early. That might be ready to show some more on. Huh? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll get some stuff, but um, Crackdown okay, Four. <laughs> Obviously, <What's that>? <laughs> Crackdown Four. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, I uh, it's good. Crackda- Crackdown Three got a lot of crap. Yeah, I had a game. lot of fun with Crackdown Three. Good, good, good little game. Shouldn't have been announced when it was. Just leave it alone and don't like hype up you know the destructible oh it's going to be powered by the azure cloud it's going to be <laughs> no just just leave it alone just just put it out when it's ready and that'll be it but yeah I, i'm with you uh, crackdown 3 was a fun little game and, um, I, yeah. and I like terry cruz so you know put terry oh, cruz sure. in more things and i'm, I'm what, happy made, made a made a great uh great pairing uh terry and crack 3 so I guess, you know, that's the whole thing. Now that we're talking about speculation, I think it's more of let's, <clears throat> what do you think you'll see and what do you actually want to see? So, right. uh, Kelsey, I'm going to start with you because I'm going to guess the answer is going to be none and none, but go ahead. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, even if they announce a game that looks cool, because of how they distribute games now, I'm not going to buy it. I don't want a digital version. They still version. make discs, dude. This is that you have to have an online connection to even start up. Like I'm just like not interested play- in an Xbox. Just like your PlayStation, right? No, my so PlayStation this, can be talk. offline. I can put a disc in and play it. My Xbox can be offline, and I have to set it up online to put my disc in and play it. Yeah, but we, you know, we kind of go back to the same problem we talked about that one show where when the servers go down, it's all dead. So it doesn't matter what machine you've got. Not for the PlayStation. You can still play your stuff when the servers go down as long as your internal battery is still operating. Oh, okay. That was, that was so, all right. Which but I can again, replace right? a battery. I can't replace a server. <laughs> but, you know, if we wanted to have that argument, we can also say Xbox is committed to back compat where Sony is not. But anyway, let's not get but, into but that. But it's the same thing. It's just the online functionality. Yeah. yeah so, I get like, it. the only thing but, I know that they're working on that I would play if I had the, a better option to play it is Psychonauts 2. I really, really like Psychonauts. Um, and I know that one's supposed to come out this year, and I have high hopes. Tim Schafer is always hilarious, so I think that game's gonna be good and ready, and hopefully they'll show some more. And then hopefully one day I will find a way to play that that I'm happy with. Okay. And that's it. That's literally it. I don't like Bethesda. I've never been a Bethesda fan, so that doesn't excite me. Unless Starfield is vastly different than an Elder Scrolls game, I'm not really interested in it. Okay. Okay. So then, Bill, what you looking forward to tomorrow? Yeah, I mean this—it's uh, kind of the opposite of uh, of a uh, Calman. 
is uh, Microsoft's my you know that's 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 my hometown. That's my bread and butter. That's what I play. I play a PC and I play you know my Xbox. We have the Switch, and I would like to get a Sony console at some point if they decide to make them available in the United <laughs> States. Um, but uh, as of right now. I am thrilled with just having my regular game that I can just always fall back to in Destiny, uh, and then just like kind of like whatever other uh, Game Pass thing um, that you know we kind of discover, and even just like things that I you know not just kind of like fall onto like you know like Untitled Goose Game and Piku Nico like we already talked about, but like we were talking about Mass Effect, uh, you know, playing the trilogy, and then we started talking about Andromeda. And you guys mentioned, like, oh, yeah, like, through EA, like, that's on Game Pass now. So I just popped on, and I'm like, oh, like, there's Andromeda. Like, I have that, too, you know? So um, so for me, the games are going to be, like, uh, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Halo Infinite. Um, I don't know if the Coalition is supposed to be there, um, the guys who are behind Gears. Um, I'd be interested to see, like, if they're doing more stuff on Gears or if they have anything else. The only things that I've heard that aren't going to be there is apparently they're not going to show Fable, they're not going to show Perfect Dark, and they're not going to show Avowed. Um, Okay. But I haven't heard anything else that's not going to be there. Okay. Yeah, so so the Coalition, I'll I'll always look at uh, anything that they have uh, going on. Um, You would assume, you know, that they'll mention whatever new thing is happening in Minecraft, which didn't used to interest me, but now that my kids play Minecraft <laughs> and they, they'll, they'll load it up like just earlier to, cause they, we took the Xbox away for bad behavior for like a week or two and we, they just got it back like this weekend. And when, you know, when we hooked up the new Xbox and we turned it on, we downloaded Minecraft and I guess it came up and it was like, Oh, like, Hey, like, you know, here's this new update. And I heard like in the other room, my, my my son when he when he like wants to exclaim something he says what the flip um, <laughs> because he thinks that that's an okay that's like an exclamation that's like okay to say so I heard him like yeah like what the flip and I was like, like what what's going on he's like this new update it's got this and this and this so I like that they get excited about it because then we can you know grab some controllers and like oh like like a while ago it was like the bees or like uh, uh, like whatever they added to it so um, and also. They'll jump that like I did. I thought they were done with Minecraft Dungeons because like they beat it and like they got some cool stuff and they leveled up and that was it. So as we're going through the list of games to put back on the system, you know they were like, oh, and Minecraft Dungeons. I'm like, really? Like you guys still play that? And Callahan's like, I play it. I play it sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like putting together like something in the dining room, like doing some bills or something the other night, and I hear it in the other room like that, like all this the sounds from it. So. uh so yeah, I'd be happy to see uh, you know anything that they have to add uh, in the Minecraft world. Um, I think uh, I'm a, I can't, sorry, I can't remember which one of you mentioned um, Hellblade. Um, yep, uh, Kelsey. Um, I'm uh, interested uh, in Hellblade too. Um, I played Hellblade one, uh, send you a sacrifice after uh, hearing the uh, uh, the playcast episode on it. Um, and I played it with headphones on their recommendation. It was very, very, very good with like all the kind of like the internal voices and the you know kind of things going on uh, in that game. So uh, if that's a possibility, awesome. Um, Kelsey mentioned uh, uh, Forza. Um, I, I got to tell you, I kind of ignored Forza for a long time. I was a big Gran Turismo fan back in like the Sony Polyphony uh, digital days. Um, all of them, like one, two, three, four, and like I kind of fell out of it when they released, like, five prologue, like, this is a demo. Why are you selling this demo? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, but yeah, I kind of wrote off simulation racing games and kind of became, like, a burnout guy. 
Um, not like a burnout guy, but like a fan <laughs> of burnout. So, um, uh, I, I kind of shifted gears, pun intended, you know, over to burnout. So, um, but I'm telling you, one, I think I played Forza Horizon 2 or 2, I think. It was like a, a, like a game with gold or something. Like, man, this is good. And then Forza Horizon 3, like it just took off for me. Forza Horizon 3 is like one of my all-time favorite uh, open-world uh, simulation racing games. Uh, Forza Horizon 4 is still really good. I just don't like the setting as much. Like it's like kind of like the like a like a European is that Australia like a, or is no, three Australia. Australia. Three is Australia. Okay. That's my favorite. Absolutely, absolutely love three. And then four kind of went to like the British, uh, you know, kind of countryside, British Scottish, um, you know, kind of countryside feel, which is fine. Uh, it's just you know just different. So um, it used to be like pre-pandemic times. You had your Sim year and you had your Horizon year, and then Sim and Horizon and Mainline sure. Horizon. So uh, if whatever they have, you know, uh, you know, coming down the pike for uh, uh, Forza, I am especially interested if it is a uh, if it's a, a Horizon year. And I know I said it kind of half joking before with Crackdown. I'm not saying I want them to release another Crackdown, but. I still think that there's potential within those 23 studios to just come out with like some kind of like banger that's like, oh man, who knew they had this in them, you know, type thing. So you're always kind of like, you know, waiting for that, uh, for that kind of like lightning in a bottle type moment. So, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll watch it. Hopefully, uh, uh, they'll have some cool game pass announcements where they're like, oh yeah, by the way, you know, these whatever games are coming to this service you already have. Cause you know, that's always fun to get some extra stuff. And yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm looking forward to for you know hoping for Microsoft. Cool. Um, well, I mean, Kelsey mentioned Starfield, and that's definitely the big thing I think is going to be on the plate because obviously it's the Microsoft and Bethesda show. So that's what I expect to take a big chunk of time. And I'll be honest, I'm excited to see what they've got. I like Bethesda games. I like. What they've done with uh, Elder Scrolls, and if they can do something really cool in space, I love sci-fi. I love space stuff. I'm, I'm all about it. So give me a chance to have space battles and do more stuff in that kind of arena. If they do it right, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I really like the way they let you kind of just do things on your own and explore and. It'll be curious to see because we kind of got a little taste of this with, um, gosh, whatever that one game was that came out. What was oh, it, like a year Outer and a half ago? Wilds? Outer Worlds. Outer, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. That was Outer it. Worlds. That was the um, the Obsidian one, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so Obsidian had always been in kind of in that same vein. So we kind of saw what could be with this, and because it was in a space sort of setting. Um, I obviously th- think this is going to be on a much grander scale. Of course, it's Bethesda, and they've been at this for a while. And I hope we at least get a small teaser for the next Elder Scrolls game. I don't think we'll get much more than that. I would like just at least to know, where's it going to be, right? Yeah. Tell, tell us where it's going to be, and maybe do a couple quick little grabs just to whet my appetite a little yeah. bit. Title would be nice. I mean, if they know where it's going to be, they should have the title, right? Right, they should know what what region they're going to cover next. I mean, obviously, so I don't think that hurts much of anything is to give us a glimpse of of the next Elder Scrolls. I mean, like, how many times has Skyrim now been redone? <laughs> I, you know, to be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if they said, "Hey, look, we're doing a a Series S and X update to yep, Skyrim yeah. and make it even prettier." That wouldn't shock yeah. me in the slightest. Now, um, now available on your refrigerator. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, but I mean, it's a it's a Game Pass game, and they own it, so why not, right? Yeah, we'll make it a little prettier. We're not putting it on the PlayStation version, only on this, you know, series. Could you get the prettiest version of Skyrim or something? Um, 4K textures, I don't know, whatever. But, I yeah, I expect this to be the Bethesda show. Outside of that, um, I don't know what to expect, because they've pulled in a lot of studios. I don't know if they'll have much with COVID happening, but I'm, I'm kind of open to being surprised. I think, honestly, what we'll probably get is more focus on Game Pass and probably more talk about things coming to Game Pass. There, like, I think it was There's a lot of leaked. talk lately, too, about the TV service, right. like Game Pass through your TV, so I'm sure they'll talk about that for yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, and, I, and that was in, um, what's his face, uh, Spencer, like Spencer, or like a handful of Xbox people tweeted kind of like, like the pre-E3, you know, like blog article or something. And one of the things they said was, like, they're working with uh, uh, global TV manufacturers to add the tech into the TV, so all you would need would be a controller. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they mentioned that, like you said, briefly, because they, they did, like, the kind of, like, that blog-style, not really a press release, but, like, a blog-style release to kind of just, like, let people know that it's a thing that's happening. Um, but, yeah, I was, and they also mentioned, um, like, standalone boxes, like, almost like a Roku or, like, you know, like a Fire Stick or whatever mm-hmm. that you would just connect to a TV and do the same thing. So, yeah, I think there's a chance they uh, they talk about that. Do you think they name that a series and then a letter? <laughs> uh, how, how about, how about uh, Xbox Streamies? <laughs> Streamies X. <laughs> whatever series, the most confusing way to name it would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's a good point. I, for, I forgot they had uh, they had mentioned that a couple of days ago. So that's probably something that they that they. Oh, you know what? I I forgot to mention this, and I told you guys this in the Discord the other day. Um, I would really like to see them give a release date, or sorry, a return date for the Xbox um, Design Lab. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, because I yeah. went to get controllers for my kids last Christmas. At, like it was like I think October, November. And I got the, like, oh, like, sorry, like, we're, t- we're temporarily shut down. We're coming back next year, whatever it was, because we wanted to get them custom controllers, you know, colors, engrave them, whatever. Be- uh, because with, uh, I think with every system, you can kind of, like, designate a controller for a user so that, like, when this controller yeah. turns on, it's like, all right, that's, you know, Chris or that's Kelsey or whatever. So we wanted to make my kids' controllers, like, you know, like, kind of, like, designated to them. Um and you know, get them a cool custom thing for Christmas. So um, they said it's coming back this year. So it would be a great time to announce when it's coming back and what's different about it. Yeah, I, I you know I think that's like I said, Game Pass. It was already I think kind of leaked that like Yakuza Like a Dragon is coming to Game Pass, which I mean is not terribly surprising. There needs to be some more stuff for the series consoles. That you know, I've never been interested in Yakuza. I would probably play that one at some point because it's like Dragon Quest. So you know, I like turn-based, you know, RPGs. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I have no interest to ever play any other Yakuza game. But uh, yeah, I don't, like I said, I just I hope I'm surprised. I hope they mm-hmm. give something cool. I've got Game Pass paid up through I think like next February. Honestly, whether I can score a new console probably dictates a lot whether I keep it past then. Because if not, then, you know, like you say, like the load times really matter. And Mm. I kind of just don't want to stop playing PlayStation because I hate going back to that grind of Mm. it just takes forever. I just don't want to do it anymore. Um, So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right. And then look like up next we've got Take Two. I I don't know if I have anything to say about Take Two. So uh, you guys, anything you got, go for it. 
I hope they introduce a new subscription service. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, honestly, I, you know, what can you say about Take Two? It's, it's, uh, uh, you got Red Dead, right? Like, and they got Red Dead Online, which is, you know, I, I don't know what else Take Two is going to talk about. Um, I can't remember the last time I, you know, played something Take Two outside of Red Dead Two. Like you know, before like before that, so I don't I don't even know what could be on their agenda. You think they finally announced Grand Theft Auto Six? No, not this no. year. No, no, I don't think so. Okay, I I don't know. What else do they do? It's Rockstar, right? Do they do right, anything yeah. besides Rockstar? Yeah, they do. I just can't think of it. They're I mean, they're like, like Bethesda. Why aren't they just me? called like, Rockstar? They just, they just don't make games that I care about. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else we need to talk about with Take Two, or can we just pass? Let's move along. Okay. I'm well, so 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 uh, just I did a quick search just so we're not like. Uh, uh, so Take Two is the uh, parent of Two uh, K. So Take Two technically is involved in like the Firaxis releases of like Civilization. Uh, okay, so they would also be um, like uh, XCOM. Right, exactly. So, so that new um, uh, Marvel so yeah, XCOM game. So yeah, Rockstar Maybe. Games is a big Ooh, okay, one. Okay, but that that is something that would pique my interest. That Marvel XCOM game that got uh, leaked a little bit ago uh, sounds interesting. And, and okay. that's why I mentioned it. Yeah. So so Firaxis being under that umbrella, if that happens there, I have some interest. Um, also, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Oh, I just had it here. I just had it here. Uh, I was thinking, so that was that was the company that the Bioshock games would have come under, then, huh? Yeah, yeah. When so. they were, yeah, because Two uh, K, um, uh, especially. Uh, so the first one, I can't say for sure. Bioshock Two definitely was under was under them at that point. Do you guys think there's any chance of any more of those games coming back out? There, do you think Bioshock well, is just? See, there's dead. rumors lately that so, someone's working on an open world Bioshock that's supposed to launch in the next year or two. Huh. And and what's his face? Um, uh, Ken Levine. Oh yeah. Like so, I was like just recently, I was just thinking when someone was talking about Bioshock Infinite, and like I thought about like how much I loved it. I was like, what the hell is Ken Levine doing? So I look it up, and it's like, oh, he's like you know, founded this, like, you know, uh, game dev, uh, you know, studio that, like, hasn't put anything out, but has been working on something for years and years. So, like, I don't even know who they're under, if they're independent or whatever. Everyone knows that Ken Levine's, like, insanely difficult to work with and, like, fires people and, like, rehires people. So, like, it's a pretty volatile situation, it feels like. But, like, I mean, I don't know if he just wants to keep doing Bioshock, right? Well, like, the the story is kind of already tied up. I mean, it's a closed yeah. loop after yeah, the Infinite end of Bioshock is, 3. Yeah, Infinite is really pretty, you know, like, there's infinite, you know, like, timelines, and, like, you're exploring them, but, like, you know, how? what else can you do besides just, like, another little story within that loop? Yeah, it, it, that's it, though. It just That's exactly what it does. It turns it into an infinite loop of yeah. this story, and so where else do you go? I don't know. I mean, they want to make money, they'll figure out a way to right. make more and, content. And, and then, uh, real quick, I don't think there's uh, any chance of this happening, but um, another one that just uh, kind of I noticed that is under the Take-Two umbrella is Private Division. Um, Private Division um, includes uh, 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 Obsidian. 
No, Obsidian's which, which, which were taken, which, which were taken over by Microsoft, and they put out Outer Worlds, and then also, um, I don't did, did Microsoft pick up Moon Studios? Yeah, that's the Ori in the Blind Forest, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty yes. sure they they took them. Okay. Too. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, because Moon Studios would be another one on my radar, but yeah, other than that, for Take Two, that that Marvel Fire Axis game might be the only one that I'm kind of my interest uh, is open on. I'm down with that. Cool. Well, hopefully, well, yeah, hopefully that rumored Marvel XCOM, or I'm sure it's just Marvel strategy game, will, yeah, I'm into it. Um, okay, then we've got Squeenix up next. So, I mean, I think we can probably start with the duh, is we're going to get more Final Fantasy 16 coverage, right? Seems likely. Um, so, either of you guys interested in Final Fantasy 16? Very, yeah. 15 and 14 were not what I was looking for in Final Fantasy, and this looks like it's back to what I, I kind of like. Just setting-wise, or...? Yep. just just setting and tone. Uh, they've, they've hooked me already with that with that cinematic they put out last year. And I, from what I understand, this is kind of directed by the same person that directed Final Fantasy XI and Final Fantasy fourteen. So it that's already set with kind of that they are kind of that fantasy world uh, uh, like monsters and kingdoms and, and that sort of thing. So yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see what an offline take by that creator looks like because I enjoyed eleven. Um I never played fourteen because I don't have time for another MMO, but I would be curious to see what he could put out. Definitely. I'm I'm intrigued. Ready to see more. Yeah. Also interested. Yeah, having, you know, thirteen soured me badly. Um and I never even I mean I can't play fourteen again. I don't have time for an MMO. I'm sure it's fine. Um and fifteen I just never even bothered to look at. I just let me I, the bro trip. I'm just no right. thanks. I don't need it. So so I'll tell you, fifteen I like I saw some early reviews on and I remember people being super hot on it and someone even writing, you know, like like it, it's like made Final Fantasy relevant again because it hasn't like really been like in a little while. And I kinda got convinced to try it. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not what I'm looking for in a Final Fantasy. So I played it for like a good like dozen hours or so, and I'm like, all right, I see what they're trying to do. It's like it's just not for me. Um, it felt like really like, and I've never played a Monster Hunter game, but it felt Monster Huntery. Like everywhere you went, there's like yeah, like everywhere I went, there were posters, and it was very much about like recipes and like cooking yourself like buffs and debuffs for, and just like really focusing on like these long, you know, like hard battles. And like I played it for a little while, and I was like, I still don't know what I'm doing. Like I'm like some sort of prince. And I'm going somewhere, and like my car broke down, but it's like a billion dollar car. Like, yeah, it just nothing really like meshed for me. But I wanted, I really, really wanted to like like another Final Fantasy game, right? So this is this is my next chance. For the same reasons you said, Chris, uh, never played eleven. Uh, wouldn't I? Wouldn't try fourteen. Um, I was not soured by thirteen because uh, it was awesome. Because it's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you people, but okay, keep going. <laughs> Music is so good. Oh, the game is great. Um, has combat very mass system? effect. Awesome. Yeah, combat's oh, great. I don't know. What's stagger, wrong with stagger. Uh, I'm, you know, what? I'm going to stagger you, Chris. <laughs> you. <laughs> Throw you up in the air and just hit you a million times. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, 13 was great, and um, so yeah, but yeah, totally, 
totally into the uh, uh, the style. It it does kind of remind me of like when people were kind of soured by eight, and they were like, "What do we do? Uh, go back to fantasy and put crystals in it." <laughs> so now they're like, "Oh, people are kind of weird on Final Fantasy. What do yeah. we do? Uh, go back to fantasy yeah. and put crystals in it." <laughs> you have to come back to the faithful, everyone. Like sure. Like we've we've seen how it goes. I mean, obviously we just had a Dragon Quest show, so I don't expect to see much Dragon Quest. But like Dragon Quest can't change, right? I mean, it's just like the whole country of Japan will revolt <laughs> if, if literally. I mean, I think they yeah. talked about how they were going to change one of the combat systems in one of them, and like everybody literally like went nuts, and they had to back off. So I mean, can experiment a little more with Final Fantasy. Which, I, I, okay, to me, okay, cool. Then I know I have a turn-based home to go to, right? If I want that, I can get it in Dragon Quest. So you can play around in Final Fantasy a little bit, but, yeah, I really want certain things out of a Final Fantasy game, and yeah, the 13 and 15 it were it. So I'm hoping they can bring me back home. And also, just since we were talking earlier about, like, oh, man, like, where are all the exclusive games? I think the only console that's been mentioned with Final Fantasy so far as a PS5. Yeah, Wouldn't I surprise think, me a bit. I think Sony's throwing some money in for, like, it's ours for a year right. kind of thing again. Right. So, I mean, there there's an exclusive, you know, if you're looking for one. Speaking I think of, Sony is the only company that has any exclusives. Are there any series exclusives? Uh, the Medium was, but then they just announced that's jumping over now. Okay, so I don't think there's any then. Oh, actually, I just thought of another... A Microsoft game that would interest me to see more is if they show more a chorus. That looked really cool. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot okay. about that game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't think we're going to see much Dragon Quest because we already just had a Dragon Quest show. Yeah, we'll probably see a little bit of the same stuff they already showed. Yeah. Right. So what's left? Uh, Forspoken. I'm very excited about, and I expect I don't even that know to what be that there. Is. That was Project Athia that they announced last oh. year, and then they re-revealed it as Forspoken, and all they really showed was uh, there was that young black woman and just like her crazy movement through these like really beautiful um, environments. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just I, like I need to see more about that game. Like, is there combat? What's the story? You know, what other kind of creatures are in there? That kind of stuff. But I'm I'm pretty pumped on what they showed. The the movement looked really really cool in the in the demo they showed already. Okay, okay. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else under the umbrella that? We well, would... they they've got under the idols, so they'll do like the do some Tomb Raider man yeah. kind of stuff too. Right. Okay. So, are any any guesses on franchise that's been flown under the radar that they're going to be like, hey, new so, Deus Ex? Here's here's my hope. Act Razor Three. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so good. Raise an axe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, because we just had a new Bravely. Um, I guess maybe if we got, you know, if... Oh, uh, Project Triangle. That'll be there, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Project yeah. Triangle Strategy, whatever. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a real name for it now. They're just going to drop the project. It's just going to be like Triangle Strategy. Yeah. Triangle. Which, I'm fine. That's a good name. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good name, all right. Um, you, and... you, think that you think they'll get any uh, uh, legal activity from the developers of Trine? I think they're okay, and they probably okay. they're probably plenty of lawyers. I think they're probably good. <laughs> um, and you know, if miracles upon miracles could happen, they just talked about remaking 
Dragon Quest 3 in that 2D HD engine, maybe we could get a Final Fantasy 5 or 6 in the 2D HD engine. That'd be sweet. be so mm. sweet. Be um, so I, I don't think that's going to happen, but if I had a wish list, that would be on it. Hey, so, if, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen now, but if like Project Triangle Strategy does well and this Dragon Quest 3 remake does really well, like why not? I think I think if those two like, then they've got like three games. They show people have an appetite for this art style and stuff. Uh, I think they could do more with it. Yeah, and since they already have the engine, it's probably not that hard to you know port these things at this point in time. They probably have enough assets. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, oh, good. All right, very good. So um, I I know this isn't as we kind of talked about this beforehand. So this isn't really part of E three, but I guess we're talking about it. So the next on the list we've got is is Sony. Uh, Bill's mates in our notes uh, his thoughts, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, just because they're just because they're not attending, you know, they'll they'll yes, have they, like they Kelsey said, they'll they'll have something they'll, they'll, in June. They'll do a state of yeah, play. They like, are not the next officially or something. Yeah, not officially attending. Right. Um, do we? So, and, any any hopes for that? You know, new Spider-Man content or new games in general or? Um, I don't even know. I mean, I'm, they have to show more PS5 exclusive content, right? You want to see more God of War at least, right? That's true. Let's hopefully we get at least something out of God of War. But didn't they say that that's been pushed back? Yeah, it got delayed now to 2022. So yeah, their big release this year that we know about is Horizon. So they'll definitely lean into that. Okay. Um, um, I'd assume. Do we, do, some God do we of War know if that's a, a PC as well? I don't think initially. I think just PS4, okay. PS5, and then they'll probably okay. port it a year or two after. Um, I would love to see something new in the Astrobot universe. Both they did those... make that a, like a full studio or something, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, both of those games that I played have been unreal. Uh, really good. Uh, so if they do a PSVR 2 reveal and yeah. attach some Astrobot thing to it, like that's that's an easy way to sell me a PlayStation VR. Okay. And do you think, because it seems like the, um, the new Oculus Quest 2 has been pretty has sold pretty well, so do you think this will really push them to get this PSVR two out in a reasonable time frame? I don't know. Like they, it's weird because they revealed the controllers already. They've given us an adapter for the old one, and they've said they're making one, but haven't showed us or told us anything about it. <laughs> so it's just a really weird way how they've handled it. So I have no idea what their time frame is. It, it sounds like it's happening, but I don't know if they're waiting till they can get um, more consoles out before they want to launch it or what no clue there no guesses that's that's the tough part right because they can't sell many consoles so they're really limited on how many of these things they could sell because you know add-ons probably have what like maybe like a 10 percent attach rate i mean so it'd be if tiny for yeah I, yeah i don't even know if the psvr had a 10 percent attach rate i think it was lower than that yeah it makes you really wonder like how can they make that viable as a market i don't i don't know i mean it's just been such a weird cycle i don't know if they can um unless they um didn't they talk about that like didn't sony talk about how they were going to try to redesign their stuff so they could get more consoles out the door so maybe they maybe they'll have an update about some of that i don't know they got to do something though right that's that's a really good point do you think either sony or microsoft will address console shortages in the present uh, in microsoft's presentation this weekend and sony during state of play 
I think Microsoft, Microsoft will probably just give some lip service, like, we know you're really excited yeah. about getting the series, and we're doing the best we can. Keep watching. I don't think you'll hear more than that. And I don't think you'll see it in a state of play. Like, just having a person talk in a conference kind of leans itself more into that, whereas having the state of play, like, it's so structured and it's already, like, pre-rendered videos, I don't think you're going to have anybody talk about shortages or demand or anything like that. Nah, I think Sony's going to pretend like it isn't happening. Yeah, it's going to be like, you're just game, 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 game. The end. Yeah. Um... Outside of that, I don't know if Sony has to do a whole lot, right? They just need to get consoles out there because people will buy them. So Everyone needs to get consoles out there. Yeah, and how. Okay, um, Nintendo, they have the Treehouse thing, right? And the Nintendo Direct as well. Okay, yeah. all right. And I am, I'm terrible. I don't ever watch Nintendo Directs because it's just easier for me to the, just catch the, the, the news afterwards. Uh, and my kids, if something uh, interests them, they'll make me watch it. So because they watch them. So um, what are we expecting? Does anybody have a clue? I am expecting a lot. I have lots of clues. My son actually asked. He's, he never really cares about E3. Once in a while, I'll be like, "Hey, you want to watch this with me? There might be some new games." He's like, "Sure." But this time, he asked me. He's like, "Wait until I'm home from school that day and we'll watch <laughs> it together." Because for him, he wants to see Pokemon Arceus. I think that's like his number one thing. He's very excited about. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2, if, if something happens there, he'd be very excited. And a little less, but still excited uh, for some Splatoon 3 news as well. Okay. And I think two of the three of those are definitely going to be there. And maybe we'll see Breath of the Wild 2. I don't know about that one yet. Mm. Um, what do so you think the uh, rumored Switch Pro no, gets they've, announced? They've flat out said it's only software. They're not talking about any hardware here. So okay. I don't think hmm. you can hear about that yet. That was my thing. It's like there was like so many rumors, either like like very solid rumors, not yeah. like the no- not the normal crap that we have to deal with, but like big in the know people saying like, "Hey, look, this is a thing." Yeah. And so the the reason I've seen why people think the rumors are very true, but they haven't announced anything yet, is they're waiting until Breath of the Wild two is like done, and they can launch them together and say, "Hey, you get this like upgraded new Zelda game if you buy this new system." So you don't they're think they're going to di- split the market, do you? I think they'll just say, no, like, no, no. this one, I don't think, it looks I think prettier it, on this one. I think, yeah, I think Breath of the Wild 2 is still run on your regular Switch just fine. I think they'll just do, like, a 4K version or something on the uh, on the Pro model. You think it'll be 4K? I think it'll probably just be 1080p. I don't know. I mean, the Switch now just, doesn't just even... Number out there. Yeah, like, the Switch now can't reliably do 1080p. Yeah. It'll just be something uh, boosted. Um, yeah, I think they want to launch them together, so they're just waiting until they're both ready at the same time kind of thing. Okay. But beyond that, uh, they could show Bayonetta 3 finally. They've been teasing that for a long time. Mm. Uh, if they've got any Metroid Prime 4 done, they could talk about that. Oh, yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, hold your breath. That's not coming out this year, though, and they said they're mostly talking about games coming out in 2021, so... If they show something, that one's still a year off, I think. I think uh, they made a mistake by even showing the logo back when they yeah, did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very out of character. Uh, there's some rumors that Pikmin 4 might be there, which could be very cool. Um, I would love to see either a sequel to Mario Odyssey or something 2D in Mario, because we haven't had a good 2D Mario anything in quite a while, mm-hmm. whether, whether it's another new Super Mario or some different take on it. 
Um, they're always still porting Wii U stuff, so if they ported uh, NES Remix, I'd probably buy that again. Okay. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five is rumored to come out this year, so I expect to see a little blowout there take up a few minutes, um, and I'd be really pumped on that. Um, is it going to be a Switch game? Yeah, Switch exclusive. It was oh, like okay. the, a reason I bought the Switch. They showed a trailer for it before the Switch even came out and then didn't talk about it for two years. And then now it sounds like it's finally on track. Do you think it will legitimately remain a name exclusive? Um, I haven't looked too much into the development, but it seems like I haven't heard any little inkling that it's going to jump over to Sony or anything. I don't know. Okay. They, they like with what I've been playing on the 3DS lately for Shimigami, like them and Nintendo seem pretty tight in the handheld area. Like there's so many Shimigami games on the 3DS that didn't go anywhere else. So maybe, I don't know. Oh, they've had a relationship with Sony in the past. That's another reason I asked. Big time. Yeah. PS2, like in PS1, like that's all your Shimigami stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they were doing something else in the Xenoblade Chronicles universe. That series seems to be doing really well for them. Uh, and that could either be there or the Bandai press conference or a little bit of both kind of thing. Uh, those are all things I kind of half expect to happen in some way. Uh, things I would like to see but probably won't happen. I'd love, since it doesn't seem like they're going to do another Mario Kart, I'd like to see them do a new F-Zero to like pick up a new racing game. Uh, and something Wario Land would be really cool. I'd like to see them revive that series as well. Okay. I could see, um, outside of that, maybe another Snipper Clips, because it would be pretty easy to produce, and it did well. It did really well, yeah. So maybe we could see that. But outside of that, now I think you've had anything that I'd want to talk about. Uh, Bill, any thoughts on Nintendo? Uh, there's nothing outside of uh, Metroid Prime 4, which, you know, again, you know, Unlikely, don't hold your breath. Yeah. And um, even though it was shown, like, what, 2017? So, like, it was a long time ago that they showed that logo. Um, the only other one is one that we just already know is coming out next month, and I'm going to buy. Well, that's a, that's a very, very strong possibility oh. after seeing uh, the, the trailer for it. I don't know which the, game you're talking about. But... Uh, the Definite is uh, um, uh, Zelda. The uh, the HD remake. Oh, the Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. That. Yeah. yeah, next month in July. So I mean, we've seen the trailer, we've seen some gameplay. I know I'm getting it, but like, if they want to show me a little bit more, you know, I'd appreciate it. Um, but yeah, Skyward Sword is like a definite, and uh, Golf is one that we like showed the kids in the trailer. And I think I might have mentioned either to you guys or on the show that like like the speed golf where like you hit the ball and yeah, then you're just running hilarious. on the course like looks so fun. So if I can get the kids like interested, so that, that's the whole thing like you know to get the family playing together. So that that'd be the other one that we'd be buying this summer. Okay. Um, all right. Moving on, we get to Bandai Namco. Um, I think you know obviously if we're going to see more Elden Ring, it's going to be here. I, I honestly don't expect a lot more. Um, simply just history's sake. That's we may get a little gameplay piece, but I'll, so I just what do you think they just run the same trailer again and then like you know forty five seconds of gameplay and then move on? Maybe, yeah. Maybe they do a couple minutes. Um, I don't expect much. A because they don't have to, uh, and B, um, you know, they probably want to keep it close to the vest, not spoil anything. So I, that's kind of what I would expect. Um, 
outside of that, we can have Scarlet Nexus, which I think just did just release or it's just about to release. I know it's um, anyway. I, I think we'll probably if there's anything to say more about Scarlet Nexus, we'll hear about it. Outside of that, I don't know. I mean, they've got like the um, Dragon Ball Z fighting game has been doing well for them, so maybe mm-hmm. they'll announce more characters for it. Um, and then I don't know. That's that's probably all I've got in mind for Bandai Namco. So, Chris, as a as the you know resident fighting game uh, guy, I was going to ask you if there's any chance of anything in the Tekken universe from Bandai Namco. I guess a new Tekken is possible, but the last Tekken hasn't been out that long. So, uh, I guess, like, what, Tekken 7 or whatever? Uh, and 7, yeah. They'd probably just do, like, a, a gen version, right? Before they do a yeah, new one. Wouldn't surprise me if they maybe do, yeah, a refresh of, oh, you know, maybe it's a little prettier, but um, Tekken is still popular enough. There are tournaments, but it their games are kind of like Soul Calibur and some of these other ones. They don't have as long of legs as like Street Fighter does because it's kind right. of the king. Um, but I think this Tekken 17 scene is still going, so I would not expect uh, a new Tekken. Either of you guys play Pac-Man 99? I did, I've heard yeah. good things, but no. Yeah, played a couple times. Pretty good. Cool. All right, well, anything else to talk about with Bandai Namco? Um, if if they are doing a new Xenoblade Chronicles, anything I expect that to show up there as well. Um, I would love if they're not doing another Xeno Saga game. I would love them to just like put a collection together with all three of them and throw it on PlayStation or Switch, one of the two, or both. Uh, that'd be a nice treat. I'd, I'd play those I games. don't think that's happening, but uh, I wish you luck. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, Capcom. Um, I, I, I think this is going to be an interesting show. They've already, of course, launched Village, and we're not going to get a new Street Fighter. This, uh, so, um, you know, what are they? They've got that one game, and they, they just launched a new Monster Hunter. Yeah, so they, but it's that one game that they kind of showed off last year with like the spacesuit, right? I can't remember the name of it. Oh, I can't um, either. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. So maybe we'll actually learn what that is this year. Um, that was the one. Yeah, Bill was interested in that too. I can't remember yeah. what that was called now. I can't either. But it was just like really tiny snippet of a pre-rendered, you know, something or other. So maybe we'll get to hear more about that again. Um, outside of that, I maybe another versus Capcom fighting game. Maybe if we're lucky. I mean, the last Marvel vs. Capcom did terribly. Uh, really, really bombed. And so, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they could pull something else out. Um, it would be interesting to see. Marvel seems like they're in a better place video game-wise right now, though, with how they're licensing things. So, if yeah. if they were to work out another Marvel vs. Capcom deal, I think they'd they learned their lesson last time and would be a little more generous with the character selection and uh, make that work if they if they're willing to give it another step. And hopefully, would be willing to maybe invest some dollars to make it a really solid. Because I think that was kind of the problem is that you know Capcom has to lay out the money to get the license, and they didn't have a lot left in the tank to actually make the game. Yeah, and I think that was the and, real problem. And even though they had the license, they had a really limited character roster 
that was just not not great. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, something else, anything else out of that? I think they're just going to have to surprise they, me. Well, they've been like pretty consistently having a Resident Evil out every year, so I imagine they'll show whatever they're working on next. If it's that rumored four remake, or uh, I've heard they're doing another Revelations game. Uh, like it, it won't be Resident Evil Nine yet, but they, they'll have something Resident Evil there. I think new to show. They could have some Village DLC tra- yeah. teasers. Um, they did good with the uh, with the Ghosts and Goblins uh, resurrection, so I'd like to see them give Mega Man some new life again, whether it's uh, another X game people have been wanting for a while, or just doing Mega Man 12. Um, something there. Just scratch that itch a little bit. It doesn't have to be a huge game, just something small like they did with Ghosts and Goblins. Okay. Awesome. I mean, Eleven hasn't been out that long for a it's Mega Man been o- game. Been over two years now. Yeah, but you know how often Mega Man games seem to come out anymore. So, yeah. so yeah, right. we're due for a new one, and they're they're not super time intensive to make. Yeah. Um. It could, this this one's like a, a pipe dream, uh, and it could be either at this show or a Bandai show. Uh, but I'd love to see another Project Cross Zone game uh, on the Switch. Nice portable. Uh, Tactics game, very silly, okay. just like a lot of fan service. I'd like to see them dig back into that. It could be possible. Maybe possible. Yeah. Um, okay, we're ready to move on to the last one. Uh, I didn't go through Capcom uh, yet. The only one that was on my radar was the one I think you might have been referring to. Uh, that uh, kind of like uh, uh, yeah, what very was that brief called? Snippet game. Um, the one that's been on my Capcom list is Pragmata. That's the is one. That yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was there, there hasn't yeah. there hasn't been a lot shown of it, but like the pictures that I've seen, it's like you can see Earth, so like it might be set on the moon, and it's just like a spacesuit and like a little girl, so uh-huh. like it kind of gave me like Bioshock vibes a little bit. But then you see some other screenshots, and like there's like you know kind of like weird city destruction things happening where you're bending yeah. space and time, but just not a lot has been shown. So, but I uh, uh, I think they said 2022 or it might be 2023 by now. So. If it's supposed to come out in the next couple of years, maybe we'll see like a little something. But uh, that's the only thing on Capcom on my uh, sorry only Capcom thing on my radar uh, because you know I'm I'm trying to make the effort to kind of get myself back into Resident Evil. But when I you know it's it's really difficult being out of it for so long and coming into some of like Kelsey said the radically different uh, uh, ones that they've done. So um, I think I need to step back into something like to remake and maybe kind of like gradually get back up there, and uh, and yeah, the uh, there's there's nothing else you know uh, uh, like Monster Hunter wise. I haven't gotten into like any of that stuff, so I don't know if there's any you know any anything on my radar for them besides that Pragmata. Yeah, I, and I would expect with Street Fighter, they're in their final season of Street Fighter Five now, and it hasn't ended so. I would expect them to keep the powder dry. I think we won't hear about Street Fighter Six until Capcom Cup next year. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to wait and see how that goes. Okay, last but kind of not least, and also not exactly as a part of E3, but they still do their own show <laughs> as a part of it. It's uh, And they're always usually very weird. Uh, limited Super run weird. games. Uh yeah, like it seems like a lot of years it looks like it's been done with like a Kinect or something. But uh, anyway, um, thoughts? 
I love yeah. these shows. They're so <laughs> weird. And they're kind of like Devolver. Like, they're just, they have fun with it and get a little yeah. wacky. Low budget, but they have fun with it. Any any wish list for digital stuff to make it to physical or um, Cyber Shadow is like top of my list. I mm. want that game to get a physical release, uh, and I think it's likely like Yacht Club's done uh, physical for they're supported Shovel Knight physical like heavily. So I'm hoping that one shows up. Uh, Baba is You is uh, a puzzle game that came out a few years ago that I'm surprised hasn't had a physical release yet. So I'm hoping that one shows up at some point because it looks very interesting and I want to check it out. Yeah, that'd um, be a good one. Yeah, um, and beyond that, like they just seem really chummy with uh, Konami and SNK lately. So if they keep digging into back catalogs for either one of those companies, I'll, I'll probably end up picking up uh, whatever comes out. And, and they've been... Like like with those companies and a few others, they've been getting bigger and bigger partners. So I and they keep teasing like we've got some cool stuff to reveal. So I'm just eager to see what I get surprised with that I didn't know I wanted. Like when they did the Neo Geo Pocket Color collection a little while ago, and the Mega Man Wily Wars Genesis remake. Like these are things I I wasn't aware I wanted, and I had to like throw down some money to pre-order them. So I. I wonder too because I saw a tweet the other day from one of the the owners, and he basically said they had to they had to kill one of their like their biggest announcement um, that they had for their show. So it makes me wonder like what was going on behind the scenes. But yeah, I mean for me, yeah, I I don't can't think of any like modern digital games that I'm excited for physically. Last year they hit their two like most requested things. They got Shantae Game Boy Color. And they got Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. So yeah. I don't know how you how you top that, but he says they've got some big stuff. So I'm curious to see. I would like to see some more retro stuff like you talked about. Um, I think maybe I would like to see official releases of some of the weird stuff that never got released. Like give us a Bioforce Ape, you know, official totally. release. Or, you know, some of these like secret ties, like these NES games that were basically done, but just never officially released but they've been floating around in the ether forever they've been getting into weirder and and weirder stuff so i hope they they dabble in some some things like that yeah and then my real dream that who knows will ever come to fruition would be for them to re-release some saturn titles um because they they're they big saturn all that fans, money in the cases yeah, yeah and they invest all the money saturn in making NCD those cases fans, yeah so uh, I would, maybe they'll localize all the Shining Force three for you finally. <laughs> I would you know there's a fan translation for all of it out there. It would be fantastic. I would love to see it. Um, yeah, I would like to. And some of the games that are hard to get, you know, I I'm fine with a reprint of Saga. You know, it would be good for more people to play it. Put um, it on one disc finally. Well, I mean, not for Saturn, but not for Saturn. Um, you could do, yeah. But they'll always do like, here's your regular Saturn four disc, here's your PS five one Blu-ray disc version. Right. I'm no, I'm just literally saying I would hope they just Saturn stuff. I would just like to see some Saturn games um, get printed. I mean, they did like, didn't they do uh, a reprint of like that Rogue Squadron or whatever game for Sega CD? Didn't they print some of those? I don't know. At least they did the case. I don't remember if the i think that one might have been a pc but they made it look like a cd case okay okay. i think they've only done cartridges for retro systems like they've done game boy game boy color and 64 
um, that's doing the Genesis thing now. I don't think they've redone any older CD games yet. It'd be fun to see that. I mean, I know CDs have special copy protection, so you'd probably have to work with a CD man- uh, manufacturer that could handle making special prints, you know, with that with that protection built in. But uh, it'd be fun so, to see. So I, did, I just did a quick search, for, uh, uh, Chris. I assume you were talking about Rebel Assault? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, the Star Wars Rebel Assault uh, limited run games. Uh, Rebel Assault on physical disc for Sega CD. Yeah, I thought so. 2,500 oh, cool. copies. So, yeah, yeah they, cool. they did do a physical Sega CD game. So, you know, hey, maybe we could get some working design reprints. You know, maybe we could get on Sega CD. We could get some Lunar, Lunar 2. Man, I've been, I've been reading that book about treasure that I, I picked up last show. Uh-huh. And I'm like all in on Radiant Silver Gun. If they localize that over here, like I gotta get it. Okay, yeah. But I mean, that's it. I think there's a lot of great Saturn stuff and a lot that l- never came from Japan here. I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity. Uh, again, they'd have to come overcome that printing issue um, because there was this, the discs had a special ring of security stuff I had to check for. But I don't know. You know, that's it. I think. Again, like give us, give me some old carts of stuff. Like I love that they did the Wily Wars thing. I don't really want to buy it because to me they sound and look weird. Uh, I just like the NES versions, which I'm fine with. But for those that want it, awesome! That's I'm sweet. really glad that it finally came out. Right? Give us some other stuff like that. Um, go with some other crazy Japanese Mega Drive only releases. Right? Give us like Curse. You know, on a cartridge here or something, uh, I, I'm fine with it. Um, outside of that, though, I, you know, the modern stuff, I I really haven't seen anything from them in a long time that interested me. Um, maybe they'll surprise me on something, but I think I'm good. Um, all right, is that is there anything else that we missed that we need to talk about? I just want to make a quick mention, but the game I was most excited to get this year has been delayed, and they also just announced they're not even going to talk about it at E3 this year. So I don't get any more Batman, Arkham Knights, or Suicide Squad stuff yeah. this year. They're they're waiting until it's closer to release to show more on that. So just gotta just gotta be patient on those ones. So uh, what do you think? Like twenty twenty two is that the deal? Yeah, so for like for. Arkham Knights probably. I'm thinking Suicide Squad's probably going to be 2023. I couldn't see them putting both of those out in the same year. Does it make you wonder if this is just going to be a really dry year? Like, will there be much big stuff for the fall? Do you think? I like. I always hope for that. Like, there's one more thing at the end of our conference, and they show something cool that's coming out for Christmas. But mm-hmm. this just doesn't seem like a year that might happen. We might just get what we already know about. Yeah, it might just be kind of a dud year because of yeah, COVID. I mean, if Shimigami Tensei Five comes out in November, like they're saying, I'll I'll be happy enough. I know that it's not for most people, but uh, something for me. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, I guess by the time everybody gets to listen to this, you know, you'll probably have already watched this stuff, so you get to tell us, uh, you know, how good, bad, or otherwise we we got it and. I'm um, sure by the time we do a next show, we'll kind of look back and, and have a do a, a quicker recap about how well we did, the surprises that we saw, maybe how it turned out exactly like we thought or didn't. Um, but, you know, as always, I think we'd really like to hear everybody's feedback on E3. What did you like? Tell us, uh, you know, 
the things that get you excited about the show and the things you're pumped for, hit us up on Twitter. If you're one of our patrons, talk to us on Discord. Uh, speaking of which, right, we we have a Patreon, so if you want to throw a buck in, at least, you'll get access to our Discord. Come chat with it. It's a very private group. It's not a lot of folks in there, which is honestly very nice, like, like, honestly. Not that I don't want more people to support us on Patreon. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying, uh, if you want a place that's kind of a, a a small bar kind of feel, right, where you just got a couple right. close friends and you can have a chat. Uh, well, a like, like I, I just got an email from PAX uh, that was like, because so, they went fully digital, you know, with uh, the show being canceled this year, and they're like, oh, the digital badges are available. And there's two versions. There's free and it's $15. And the $15 badge gets you a $10 coupon at the merch store. So it's like, okay, well, the badge only costs you 5 bucks if you buy some merch. And the other thing it gets you is, like, early access to their, like, Discord. And I'm like, who wants to be in a Discord with 80,000 people? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So just come on down to Cheers, you know, where yeah. Norm knows your name. Yeah, Ta- absolutely. Talking about Loki, uh, Mass Effect, Batman, yep. <laughs> and Loops lately. Joe- <laughs> we did, I, I should have mentioned that in my uh, catching up. I started Loki by myself today because, like, Sarah was still out at the birthday party. And, like, I was like, ah, let me just start this up. And, man, like, ten minutes into it, I was like, this is going to be a winner. So I had to stop, and, and Sarah's going to watch it with me. Cool. But, yeah. Cool. I, it, it, and, like, it was one of those things that was, like, not, like I knew about it, but it wasn't, like the date wasn't on my radar or anything. So it kind of popped up, and I'm like, oh, this is a thing. And... Man, right, right from the beginning, so so good. So all, all of these Marvel shows have been like that for me. Like I wasn't particularly excited for any of them, but one episode in, I'm like, okay, I'm hooked. This, yep. this is yeah. Me. yeah. Well, let me ask because Loki does interest me, and the other ones didn't. Do I have to have watched WandaVision or the Iron, the other one? No. I have have you seen uh, Endgame? Yeah. That's all you need going into yeah. Loki. I've seen the whole movie, you're all fine. the movies. Okay, you're fine. The yeah, you don't need to yep. see the shows, the other shows yet. Okay, yeah, that's they, fine. They, and and they give you like I wouldn't say like like a recap, but like they start the show in the absolute perfect way to just get you right back in like where this story begins. So you're fine. Okay, good. Because honestly, I mean, maybe I'll go back and watch those other ones at some point in time. Well, they didn't yeah. thrill me. Uh, the, the uh, concepts didn't thrill me. I guess I, I, I was I was the same. Like I wasn't looking forward to Wandavision. I'm like, oh, I'll watch this because it's Marvel and it's on. You know, we have the service. And like Kelsey said, like the first episode, I was like, oh, I like this. And then like it became a thing where weekly we we're excited to watch it. So it, Wandavision surpri- very much surprised me. Yeah, we um, we had a couple friends over with their kid, and we ordered sushi, and we did sushi and Loki on Wednesday. Uh, with like four adults and then my son and everyone had a good time. It was great. Yep. Cool. Have they, have they said how many episodes this one's going to be? I think it's shorter. I think it's like six episodes like Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think. I could be wrong, but I, it's not like WandaVision where there were 13 episodes. Uh, it tempts me again just to wait until it's all done. I don't know if I want to <laughs> weekly ties it or whatever. Six weeks is not very long. All right. Well, um, yeah, again, just wrapping up. So, you know, just a couple quick things. Again, thank you very much to our patrons. Really appreciate, um, again, mostly the conversation and the support means the most. And uh, if you're not a part of that, uh, patreon.com slash collectorcast. Join us. Throw a buck in or something. Come come chit-chat. Um, 
catching us on Twitter. So uh, I run the show Twitter account, so at CollectorCast. Um, Kelsey, where can we everybody find you? And then do you have any other writing things to talk about? Um, you can find me at Kelsey Polnick, K-E-L-S-Y-P-O-L-N-I-K on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. Um, if you didn't hear me talk about Lock-On, um, I've got an article all about Twisted Metal coming out in a gaming journal. And they showed me the artwork that's going with my uh, article, and it looks amazing. I'm really excited for it to come out. Um, there's digital version and physical version. Um, so check that out if you're interested in just like a gaming journal that just like covers a whole plethora of different uh, styles of games. I, I put in another pitch for uh, a book three there. So I'm hoping that goes through and then I'll get to talk about Bangayo on the Dreamcast. <laughs> well, I got my backer email the other day, so I have to give them my address so they can ship me my copy. So looking forward to it. Cool, yeah, they should ship. It sounds like I'm in the Discord for them, too. It sounds like they're on schedule to ship uh, at the end of July like they planned. Awesome. Very good. Uh, Bill, how about you? Uh, yeah, I'm usually just uh, in the Destiny Discord if you want to just, uh, you know, <laughs> and hours. the Destiny of the game. Yeah, and hours as well. Talking uh, about no, Destiny. T- yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, Twitter uh, mainly. So it's uh, Bill underscore McGee. And, uh, yeah, that's where I usually just talk about the dumb things that I do in gaming, forgetting to, you know, assign skill points and <laughs> have things stuck to my clothes that I realize halfway through my work day. So if you just want to come in and just, you know, poke fun at me like I do to myself, that's the best place to find me. <laughs> I do uh, think it's funny that you and your wife kind of back and forth a little bit, and I saw your Tatooine, you know, Band-Aid shirt. So, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 actually it's actually great because like the thing is, was it your Band-Aid or someone else's Band-Aid? <laughs> it Mystery. Was Sar- it was Sarah's COVID Band-Aid <laughs> from like getting a dose because it had like a little red dot on it. I'm like that's not my Band-Aid, so she laughed. She was like, somehow the Band-Aid like transferred <laughs> to my shirt. So, um, but no, it's funny because like so often I'm, I'm, I'm typically a fairly private person. So like if I have a funny thought or something, I'll just share it like in a Slack chat or like on discord or I'll text a friend or something. And sometimes I have to remind myself, no, this is something that I could just tweet and then other people can see it. So it's funny. Like I'll consider sending my wife uh, a text and I'm like, no, I'll just tweet this. And then she'll like respond to the tweet and I'm like, ah, full circle. (laughs) It worked. (laughs) (laughs) well very good um well outside of that i hope everybody really enjoyed the show uh we really enjoyed doing it and uh we'll catch you here in just a couple weeks happy e3